The only game we remember is the game against Ace Say. Wheeling. That one, yes. I can remember each <laughs> inning, Bob. I, 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 I love the kid Say about that still. They had like a 90-game winning streak. And say it said it scarred him for life. He's never <laughs> been right They since. had a 90-game winning streak, and they did have a hell of a team. Oh, oh they God. were loaded. They, they had so many loaded. good athletes. Yeah, people from I, the softball game next door they came over the to watch I mean, game. I'll just tell you how big of an event that was. in, in Their winning streak, the roster that they had, you guys were like up and coming, like you had a pretty good team too. But like for me to remember a game like that, and I know <laughs> my cousins played and my uncle coached so that. That's a little different. But like Chris, I mean, that was like a huge. Like I remember that game, like it was like a game, like the, really f- of serious importance in my life. Are you familiar with the story, Jeff? A hundred percent, because actually, if you remember this, Chris Heller happened to be at Subway. After that game, yes. and you drove through, and you're like, it's like fucking Ohio State beating Michigan. <laughs> you're listening to the Pine Room Podcast, the home of sports, gambling, entertainment, and whatever the hell else has gone on this week. So pull up a seat by the fire. Crack open a cold one and make sure to get your bets in. Welcome to the Pine Room. This episode is sponsored by our good friends at IC Cab. Whether you're in the Ohio Valley, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Columbus, Morgantown, or Charleston, you've seen the cars around. IC Cab provides a simple transportation service for all your transportation needs, be it a ride to the Pittsburgh airport, because we all know it's cheaper than parking, corporate transportation, courier services, or just a ride home from the local bar, IC Cab is your way to roll. To book your next ride, call 304-232-1313 or schedule a future ride at iccab.com slash contact. Then all you got to do is fill out some info and boom, you got a ride coming your way. Oh, all right, that's me. Give them a call. Tell them the Pine Room sent you. All right, hello, everyone, and welcome back in to the Pine Room Podcast, episode 68, uh, two away from 70. We had a long day today here in the studio. My, oh, my, had a lot of fun today. Talked to uh, Logan Schmidt and... Bethany Decker. Bethany Decker of the Wheeling Arts and uh, Cultural Commission had a really good talk with them. Uh, if you're interested in anything they do, go check them out. Wheeling uh, Arts Art uh, Arts and Cultural Commission. You can check them out on social media, Facebook and Instagram. And then you can check out Logan Schmidt, who does incredible artwork. He's an incredible illustrator. You can check him out, loganschmidt.com. Go check him out. He does stuff for Luke Combs. Uh, Eric Church. Eric Church. Big, big time acts. Uh, yeah, all wow. kinds of stuff. Go check him out, uh, loganschmidt.com. Uh we are here in the studio, myself, Jeff, Matt, Coach, and Chris, Jared, and Cooley, and uh, Nick. They are all still on vacation down in the lovely I'm Sunshine sure the, the listeners miss Nick the most. Though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, they, they should be down. Uh, they should be back sometime tomorrow, but you're going to be hearing from us for now. Uh, they, they have spent the past couple of days down there, uh, Jarrett. Uh, I think is eager to come back and join the, the the fun again. Well, the pirates aren't on locally down there, so he's probably missing watching them. I'm sure. <laughs> sure, he's very sad. Yeah, didn't they win? They, they did win. win they night. did win four home runs. Wow. 
They uh, won, and well, Michael I was going to call. I was. Well, I was going to call you, but I figured. Did you watch a whole game, Chris? No, Wait, you're going to call Jub to talk about the Pirates. Yeah, he loves. He well, loves we he sports. he knows not to call me during football season when right, uh, when the Raiders, Raiders, Raiders play. Only when we're together at the Pine Room. Yeah, when I listen to uh, what's the uh, what's the what's that show with uh, the old white guy and. <laughs> Uh, oh my huh. God. That narrows it down. The, <laughs> yeah. uh, Game day in the morning? No, Lee they Corson. argue all the time. Oh, my neighborhood. Oh, Pardon the interruption. Uh, Tony uh, Kornheiser. No, 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 no. Skip and Skip oh, Skip and sharp, oh, sharp quit yeah, on these. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stephen A. That's garbage. Yeah, that's who I want to listen to all the time. Oh, that's oh, wow. total garbage. Did it, what happened to the dude's knee last night? Did anybody hear? Did he, uh, the guy that was rounded third, he got out for the Buckos. Oh, you know what? I didn't see that play, but on the message board, guys were saying he, the dickhead didn't. He, he he doesn't know how to slide. That fucked him up. I didn't see the play. <laughs> Wait, another pirate? Another pirate? Slide? Slide? That's yeah. shocking. Shelby doesn't teach sliding. I don't even know who it was to be honest with you. It was that Mark Carter Wait, Chris, guy. I like how you. Call, what'd you call him? Shelty. He was a dickhead. Oh, him. Yeah, he's a dickhead for not sliding right. Well, if you can't slide, well, that's what happened to Neil Cruz. Did he hook Gregory slide? Polanco. I never saw it. I never saw mm. it, but actually, yeah. what happened, and not to contradict you, he was trying to avoid a tag, and I don't even yeah. know if he was trying to. I think he, yeah. he I don't even think it was a slide. Actually, I think he actually just landed on his leg wrong, and then he. Nice. You could tell they it think it's his ACL, maybe it wasn't. Good. Oh Chris, shit! And Chris, I don't think I was what happened to O'Neill Cruz either. I don't think he he was a. Did you say O'Neill Cruz? Yeah, don't you think that was awkward the way? He yeah, he, like he bent down, his leg got yeah, kind of got pinned yeah. instead but I, of sliding but, head first. But what's his name? Gregory Polanco. He wasn't like Gregory Polanco. I think he just got. <laughs> I think he slid too late. Gregory Polanco would wait till he was already on the back to slide. He, he, he literally, was an idiot. he literally he would a, say he doesn't know how to slide. Yeah. <laughs> Right. What, I know, what do you mean he doesn't know how to slide? Like, that like, was always the funnest thing about Little League Baseball is when you started to do the slide drills. I love those. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then your mom would be pissed. Yeah, like I was going to say, your mom would be, would be pissed. Up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Man, man that's, that's you really dumb. Long, long, long yeah, yeah, and the need, Pirates are awesome. Yeah, yeah I know. And well, when NFL is awesome, you love it. Sports. Yeah. And I, I, when did your hate for sports come? Because <laughs> no, he never had a love for. Well, no, honestly, you never, truly from day one. No. I don't know. I used to. I think I used to like it, and then I got shoved into the pitching position in, in uh, Pinto, and I just stood there for an hour and a half in every circle. day. Didn't do anything. <laughs> I literally with the I face guard on. I literally didn't do anything. In oh no, Pinto. that's not to contradict you. There's no way because the ball had to come back to you. I caught it. Okay, who, well, you're who, active. Uh, every who, play who threw and coach pitch for you guys? Was it you? Yeah, All but the time? I, yeah, but he wasn't beside me. He was no, beside, I would be beside the, the other pitch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then I had to talk. But to I some couldn't old even dude. remember who did. He did. Okay, I didn't remember. Yeah, yeah. actually, Marcus, I'm glad you brought that up. Is was that one of the hardest things you ever fucking did? Uh, <laughs> it, at times, it was very, very pressurized. Very much so. Yes, you get you're down to the last pitch. And oh it's my a, god, it's a clutch situation. And you got to deal with got, the parent. Well, and then it, well, and then you, some of the batters you have to put it right in the perfect Certain spot. spot Oh, yeah, you get, had to be a good. You had to be a good pitcher. Uh, he did well, pitcher, and also you had to have ice in your veins because you are right. It come down the nitty gritty. You're on that fifth pitch, man. Um, game game oh, line man. or whatever the yeah, case was might tough. be. You don't want to be that jack off. Or, um, and I hate to even admit this, but you got to the point you realized the kids were if you actually kind of threw it at them. <laughs> Where they obviously did that step out and just kind of close their eyes and swing kind of thing, they'd hit the ball. <laughs> they, they, they he get he get pissed. He'd yeah, we have a few of those. That was tough. You'd that was him, tough. He 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 snipe the ball out of the air real hard. Well, I just <laughs> no. I the thing he, that made me mad is when they put a catcher back there that literally 
couldn't catch. Couldn't. Well, that was half, probably ninety percent of the team. And that's where they would bury the and, kid. And and, and 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 it would go and play a team that the kid shin guards would come up. All, one of the buckles would go oh. every pitch. I like the one where the catcher would stand back by the fence and he would <laughs> yeah. stand up, and yeah. then he couldn't stand throw the up. ball. He couldn't throw the ball to you. Yeah. That would really make me angry. Actually, one um, of my best Pinto. Uh, real quick, we'll get off this. We're one of our first well, Pinto like practices. Uh, kid, first time ever playing baseball, and he, when it was time to go to the field, just, this is just practice. He refused to let his bat be in the dugout. He had to take his bat into the field. We when we tried to take it, he flipped out. Dad <laughs> tried to come and intervene. Guess who? We never seen in baseball ever again. <laughs> nice. That's that probably fitting. Yeah. yeah. What a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, well, I don't know if that's the term I'd use, I but I'd is. say he has some some problems. Issues. Well, yeah, He's on okay. top of the well, watchtower well, right now well, with the know, bat. He, he probably did that with right. other things in his life yeah. too. Yeah. Probably hey, wore if, a trench coat if, to school. If, and, if yeah. you go down the street and and you see a guy cutting the grass with a bat, like right in his seat, in his seat. What about if he? Had it in the car and he buckled it in next to him. <laughs> that and with his shirt off, he had, he had his shirt off, yes. out the grass with the yeah. bat. Everything was good, and, yeah. he, and he probably couldn't hit the ball either. Right, Fuck, he's no. a terrible hitter. Yeah, that might be better than cut your grass to practice. Oh yeah, jeans uh, to practice. Mark, that's you, a good sign. You said there were a couple kids that are, their dad would buy them a three or four hundred dollar bat, thinking they were going to turn into. A great hitter, and right? Still Tony Gwynn. Yeah. You still couldn't. You still couldn't hit. Oh yeah, we saw that. Did you guys see that commercial with it? There, not commercial. The comedian that did the stand-up routine on no. on on the price uh-huh. of bats and kids. Uh-huh. Oh, it's it's unbelievable. Uh-huh. That's good though. Oh my god, he said. Uh, you know, like we got we got we got. Uh, <laughs> He said, we got $3,000 worth of bats in this dugout, and we got two fucking hits. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's he, awesome. said, he said, don't dare let the, the guy hitting after you uh, use your $500 bat after you just struck out for the third time. <laughs> so true, it, it is. It's the truth. Uh, All 100%. these bats. Oh, well, Jesus. Well, job, what, do you remember the incident that almost got Isaac Turner killed and he got pissed at you? Out there at that little, out there by Bethany Pike. I thought it was Tyler Reed. No, it's Tyler Reed. Tyler Reed. Oh okay. yeah, that wasn't good. He I, got mad at me. Actually, oh yeah, it was just yeah. Jared. What I, no, I thought it was, it was Jared. No, it was Jared. I thought Jared said it was you him. Were like, he, yeah, Jared he said, said it was because I thought Jared said normally my dad was always mad at Joe, but he got mad at me that day. That's, I, what, I that's what I thought. Oh. But I could, I, you guys remember, that could have been a very bad day in my life. I, but I, but I, so I still scares what, me. What were you doing? I mean, we're I'm, hitting infield. Okay, and then so whoever, either one of your what. sons, somebody was fucking off. Somebody, one of them, not, not fucking and off, he but just fucking was right. one. I probably just wasn't. And I hit it right a million miles an hour, and if it had hit Tyler Reed, it would. Like soon as you hit it, did you say, him. "Oh fuck"? Yeah, I was like, "Oh Jesus, what I, I just mean, do?" It would have dropped that kid bad. Oh, it killed him. And I was, I'm like, Mark, what in the fuck are you doing? These kids are like eleven. Yeah, and, no, then you, and, and that's what always well, makes me mad. Well, I hope we won at. that game. <laughs> yeah, and I, that's the thing. We don't even remember. Nah, that might have been I don't remember. Pike. No, the only game we remember is the game against East Say. East Wheeling. That one, yeah. I can remember <laughs> each inning by that, I, I, I that I love game. That. I love the kids say about that still. They had like a 90-game winning streak. And say it said it scarred him for life. He's never <laughs> yeah. been right they since. They had a 90-game winning streak, and they did have a hell of a team. Oh, oh they God. were loaded. They, they had so they many loaded. good athletes. Yeah, people from I, the softball game next door they came stopped over the to watch the I mean, game. I'll just tell you how big of an event that was. And, and their winning streak, the roster that they had, you guys were like up and coming. Like you had a pretty good team too. But like for me to remember a game like that, <laughs> and I know I my cousins played and my uncle coached that. That's a little different. But like Chris, I mean, that was like a huge. 
I gotta remember that game like it was like a game like they're are really of serious importance in my life. Are you familiar with the story, Jeff? A hundred percent, because actually, if you remember this, Chris Heller happened to be at Subway after that game, yes. and you drove through, and you're like, it's like fucking Ohio State beating Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> it was unbelievable. They they had won literally, honestly, like 90 straight games, and they just beat everybody. I'm not going to say the names, but do you, I'm not going to say the name, but do you remember me also telling you that somebody was waiting on your front patio for you? <laughs> yes. You're like, And what? I know exactly who you you're, mean. You're like, what? Yes. I'm like, yeah, he's sitting on your front porch right now waiting on you. I, yeah. think, I think you may have shit yourself. Yeah, he wouldn't let Little Smooth run for uh, – Run for oh, Phil. Phil Little Smooth was a fastest guy in a, in a valley. Now, now, just don't think we had to talk go through the entire game. But did you? Was this? Because I remember the build up for this. It was like circled on the calendar because yeah. I think did you guys play them twice that year? And then the first game you kind of lost a tight game to them or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but you felt felt like you had a yeah, shot. And we were out there, and that's a tough place to play out there. That is that right. Was tough. Yes. Oh, tunnel green. Very intimidating. Oh, yeah. Very, oh, Very intimidating. Intimidating. And uh, I just remember the build up for that game. I was like, all right, East Wheeling next week. Blah, blah. And it's like every person I knew was at this game. Like everybody. Yeah, I remember they were entire li- town. I mean, you had to park cars like out yeah. of out of the third. Or no, it was a uh, 24th Street, yeah. right? It, down by Grandma's house. Yeah. I mean, it was there. I mean, it was like it was like literally like a professional game atmosphere. And, and everybody was and that lined up all around the whole the whole fence was, was every person. And they in stopped the town it. They literally there. stopped the game next to us when it got like that. Yeah, the, the everybody was inning. watching the players. It was like the eight, umpires. From it was the like game. eight seven, and it was like really a close game and a good game. I mean, we end up winning like twelve. Totally meaningless game, but what? I mean, <laughs> meaningless. But whatever it was, it was like a day that, like, whatever. Warwood felt very proud that day. I yeah. can't remember what I ate for I, I, yesterday or this morning, but I do remember very, very vividly who drove in the last run. One of the Calverts. Red. 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 Red, Red, Red drove in Pudge. Pudge, Pudge never, scored the, I will the winning never, run, right? Ever forget Pudge rounding third, and he had the biggest smile on his face, and I'll never forget did we, that. Did we win that on a walk off? Yeah, yeah. Did we win? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, here real quick, but when you guys played, did you you guys play Redbirds or did you guys play up on the Hill League? No, Redbirds. Okay, so when you guys was because even when I was growing up, we that was a big rival for us. So was it still considered a rival for you oh, guys? No, they were terrible. Who? You know, excuse me, East Wheeling. Yeah. Yes. So like even when I was doing it, so there used to be our games used to be big, and the parents would drink. And I'm not oh going to mention any names. Like when we played in the Bethlehem World Series, there was almost fisticuffs after a game. Really? I swear to God, it was That's crazy. Great. Like yeah, I no. just, I don't, I don't get I, it. I don't, I, I don't get it. Like I, yeah, I look back at every single game I've ever played, and they don't mean yeah. they literally don't have yeah, any. But you think about that though. We're still talking about it now, so it had to have meant something. Yeah, I, maybe but, you didn't at the time. I know you were so because knowing you and like all the kids on that team. They're like good kids, and they wanted to have fun with their friends, and that was like the most exciting moment they had as a group to accomplish. Yeah, I mean, Absolutely. at the time, as you're a kid, yeah, but I mean, like, it, I mean, it didn't affect plus your life. Bra- now, plus, safe says otherwise. Plus, bragging rights against those right. guys all the time. I beat you in Pinto. We never but, beat but, you but, but it's again. so funny to get say going about that. I think it's so but funny. it is funny that you guys are such good friends with him because yeah. they had some really good kids on that team too. So, oh and, yeah, and not just players, but like nice kids yeah. that you're friends with now. But it, but it's funny we. We don't we don't really rub you know rib him a lot about it but every now and then just bring we just, it up like, we just 
Witness. But you know he's a good sport about it. He oh, says it funny. traumatizes he's, him, and like he's he's yeah. well, funnier because he knows he beat us every other year after right. that, and they would have beat us nine out of ten times. Yeah. But that just that particular <laughs> that perfect day, day. that's really funny. I really uh, funny. that I do remember. I remember vivid. I, there's very vague things in my head that I remember, but I do remember two things. I remember Phil used to throw relatively compared as a little kid, big Phil. Used to just, it felt like Aralus Chapman was was like thrown from thirty feet <laughs> oh, away. Oh, he was scary, and because he was massive compared oh, to everybody huge, else, and huge. he he hit his growth spur way before anybody else, and I did too. But he was take towered over me, and then I remember we uh, were the biggest. You and Pudge were two of the biggest. We kids were on definitely the, team. the two biggest guys, and then and then uh, Chuck Heyman, he threw he Chuck threw Heyman threw hard. absolute smoke. I saw his mother in the bank. Uh, she we soup talked. soup threw hard. Yeah, him and his big afro. Soup too yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he had I, no idea where it was going. I really, <laughs> he didn't. All velocity, no location. Just, huh? just wing it. I don't have a lot of memories, but I do remember. This is just while he's here. I'll bring it up. We what? What's the Pleasanton? Was that the one with the pool that's that's right behind the dug, the dugout, and all the kids go in it when they when they win. No, no Pleasanton not Pleasanton. doesn't have a pool. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. No, no, no. no there's no. a fence and a lady's pool. It's is, not a public pool. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It is a, Pleasanton. Yeah. Okay. yeah, so I remember we were uh, we were at a game, relatively young, I think maybe Bronco, I, I don't know the age, but we're sitting and they have those bleachers on the right that are underneath. Oh, you're talking, we, <laughs> we were spectating. Well, yeah, but still, yeah, it's we a were, baseball we, memory. We, there are those bleachers <laughs> that are underneath the their pine trees on the right on the first base line. Okay, and there's no fence, so it's he open. Like if you story. pull, if you pull a foul ball as a lefty, you're gonna hit somebody without a doubt. So somebody's at the bat and they hit a, just a towering fly ball outside. Foul ball gonna go into the trees, and the bleachers are loaded, and everybody everybody ducks and covers, <laughs> covers their head. And him, uh, just for whatever reason, everybody goes like this. He goes like this. He swallowed right the fucking ball. It hit him right in the chin. Oh, wow. No. Right in he, the chin. He loves it. Him it's and my his favorite mother, thing Him and his ever. mother just love that his story. His favorite baseball story. It really has very little well, no, to do. Well, not my favorite no, baseball I know. story just ever, but just like, because I remember how dumb I thought it was that you looked up into a tree to see the ball coming down through the tree. <laughs> I don't know. Did His you mother lose sight of it? it? Or did you get... Or what? I don't know why I looked up, Chris. You know, it's just one of those stupid It hit things. him right in the chin. <laughs> it did. Everybody else sitting there covered up didn't hit him. You're lucky it didn't split you. Oh, it, oh, it did. Right it, it bled him. It bled him. But, it, but, it, but it came down through the tree. Oh, okay. I don't think it hit a limb. I think it went it right it straight down in between. It did hurt. But yeah. That was uh, dumb. yeah, anyway, that that's baseball good. story. That's, that's for him telling you all those years, like, hey, throw strikes. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'll be honest. I, that was not me. Yeah, okay, you didn't fair. use that a lot. I wasn't that guy. I'll be honest. That is the most brutal coach slash dad could be at all times. It's even in high school, player. Coaches and uh, parents say the dumbest, dumbest, dumbest thing. thing I've ever heard. Hundred yeah. percent. I I listen and and I don't know if this person listens to this podcast will ever hear it. I'm not going to say their name, but I heard him. Kid was up to bat, and the the dad yelled, "Be true to yourself." <laughs> what does that mean? Wonder oh, what that's opposed to. Gracious. What what is wrong with you? Yeah, unbelievable? Eric, Chris, what did unbelievable? What, what did Mister John always used to tell us? 
playing softball. Well, too, well he, didn't he used to always say play within yourself? Well, no, yeah, play within yourself. And, and, then he, and he always wanted you to take the first pitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I don't it, You can make it. You can play make within it. yourself. You can make a nice list. Some context of, uh, is okay. I mean, you can make a nice list. Like, of, like, uh, well, like if you're, being a, if you're being an asshole. And then or I'm going to try to hit a home run every time. Yeah, you got to know, like a man's got to know his limitations. Like dirty hair. I mean, that's good advice, but to take the first pitch. I like when there's nobody on and it's just Mama Yacht plays it first. <laughs> no, Mama. Oh, okay. Like, what is wrong with our society? People, just, so that's like me going somewhere, like to some science convention and trying to tell the scientists, like, right. yell out advice yeah, to them. Cross, I don't your, know shit about nothing, it. Right? I should just shut up. Nothing worse than a, and nothing worse than somebody trying to act like they know more than they right. do. And, and like we're not all yeah. gonna know about everything. If you don't know a lot about sports, that's okay. Just Chris, be quiet, cheer if you want hey, to. That's all you got to do. I think Chris, your favorite uh, batting tip is keep that back elbow up. Oh, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> Make sure that elbow's up. <laughs> You're dropping was, your shoulder. Uh, I like the one that's uh, <laughs> the bug. straighten it out. Straighten. Oh, it's a like it's really that fucking easy well, to no, do. No. I mean, jeez. Actually, the cool oh. part about that: ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time, if they straighten out. It's going to be a fucking hour. Right, yeah, right, yeah, right. <laughs> Good, yeah, yeah. You can make a list of those oh, things. Those are great. Mm. You just squish when, the bug. when you hear them, squish you, just, the you just shake your head like I can't believe I just heard somebody say that. Like you ought to have really? to have a license to be that stupid, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. I agree. With that. Can I see your idiot license? Yeah, please, nice. please. Yeah, you know another good one I love is, and this is in all sports. We'll just we're talking about. We'll say. A, Hey, up! You're missing a good game. Oh, yeah. that's, that's a great one. That's real intimidating. Right. I, you that, know what? We had asked Mister Umpire game. next time he comes on the radio show yeah, about that. Nice. How many times he's heard that one? Oh, I did like uh, Coach Goodnight. I remember we uh, were in a. I think we played Lindsley at Lindsley at Park, which that game was a mess of its own. But I remember there was a pitch. Some somebody threw. We had. Uh, I won't say his name. Should I say? It? Why can't we say anybody's name? Yeah, right. Chip Pellegrino was behind the. Oh the, Jesus! The, yeah, you can say his name. Yeah, but. he was behind the plate, and he, Chip, my old slander, the guy, but <laughs> that he missed. He missed both ways, and, and very controversial. And missed a good game. Huh? He, I'm not yes. kidding. Logan, Logan, Goodnight threw a ball, and the catcher didn't move his glove. Right, didn't move his glove, and and coach. <laughs> Coach Goodnight, and I don't really like when people talk to the umpire, but <laughs> Coach Goodnight said, where'd that miss? Too much middle? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he was walking out to talk to, to talk to Logan. Yeah. But he wanted to say something to, yeah. uh, yeah. what did that get? Too much middle? middle? Yeah. And then, and then, <laughs> and then Chippy one. threw him out after the game. Yeah. Yeah. The game was over. He got thrown <sighs> Chip, out. Chippy threw him out. How's yeah. that happen? Ah, Scott said. Hey, you can go home now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're out. And plus... Plus, Lindsley's not in the SSAC, so there's no penalty for carryover. There's no carryover, so it didn't matter. That's hilarious. Really? Okay, I'm going to go home, guys. Thanks. (laughs) Who was that one umpire that Nick doesn't like? Oh boy, CB Buckner? Oh no, uh, no, 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 no! Angel no. Hernandez, like a guy that actually no, does it guy. here. Oh, oh. pick! Oh, there's oh, a long pick. list of pick, them. Picks, uh, he he's rough. We don't want out, Nick. Picks though. controversial. <laughs> I tell you what, pick, pick umpires. Hey, there's our guy Goldfarb. We had him on the show. Oh yeah, he's nice. Yeah. Pick's nice to me. He's been nice to me. He's a, he's a nice guy, but he's there's always going to be a, a like a little controversy in the. That's like when Chippy Pellegrino. Uh, umpired a Mustang tournament down at our place, and he called a balk on the uh, – there was a runner on third. He called a balk on the third baseman for having his foot 
outside of the line. He was holding the kid oh, on, which he shouldn't have been holding him on. Goodness. Called a block, let him score. It was unbelievable. I said, Chippy, I mean, come on. It was in the other team. I said, you can't do that. <laughs> I mean, go over and tell him. Get you know. But first of all, who cares? Right. Who cares? How many people? If he's, do go, that if he's got, if he's both feet out, if he's like, what the <laughs> called a time Bach. Got it. Got a Bach. You there? All your body parts inside the <laughs> line. Like uh, really? <laughs> and that's like it's pit. It's like. Just let them play, Jesus! Yeah, they're, just they're yeah, trying when you look to, back at all those meaningless games. They, they don't they, mean anything. Well, maybe, maybe they build a laugh character. or like a something, but they don't mean anything. At the time, well, no, they I do agree. They build they they well, they no, should, they but nowadays they don't. When the coach goes and fights the umpires, right. shit like but, that. But like what he was saying about uh, East Wheeling in, uh, in Redbirds. Redbirds. Like those parents get in, uh, they get drunk and they get in a fist fight, and some guy breaks a bottle over some guy's head because his daughter, because his daughter uh, got thrown out at first on a bad call. That's not worth it at the time. It'll never be worth right. it. Right? No, well, you're right about that, Joe. There's no excuse for that. There's, there's not a lot of things. But the idea it. of youth athletics is to show, you know, teamwork, yeah, but uh, yeah. you know, camaraderie, and just trying to be to try to work towards a common oh, goal. Geez, now, I mean, could, they don't have that anymore. We could have a whole podcast on <laughs> fan behavior and, and yeah, it's, it's, what, it's not what, good. What is? I mean, even all the way up through pro sports. I know he said it before, but that one guy that shot and killed the the people or shot at the people with the. Uh, <laughs> Heat final. <laughs> well, Matt, He's there celebrating and pulls a gun. Matt, man. we didn't get to that news. Uh, we did the local and oh yeah, the, the Thailand hockey brawl. Yeah, the hockey brawl. Every, yeah, every player, no. every player was in a, in a fight, it's swinging sticks. First of all, cool. I, the most remarkable part about that is I didn't even know Thailand had ice on, no, <laughs> and they played Hong Kong, and then they brawled after the game, and wow. the one guy was fighting nobody. That's what he, he said. Was he, like was in a, he was like in a, in a, he was like he was like making no fun of it basically, fighting an invisible well, person. I mean like. That's oh, like shadow boxing? Yes, while the rest of the guys are brawling. <laughs> Chris, yeah. now that's cool. That's yeah. No, fun. that kid, I'll give that kid credit. He, he saw What's some cool? sense. He you know what? Fighting. I'm not participating no, in this. That the team fought it. themselves. Like the teams fought each other. That's cool. Why is that it, cool? It, because they're involved in the old? game. Like if, if right now if I went to, to Luke's game and I fought a fan of the other team that I have no business getting any. Well, I, I get what you're saying. You're, you're, you're saying it and yeah. on, on the pl- field of play fight is more acceptable. Absolutely. than. Oh, no, no, I, I'm with yeah. you there, but I don't know if we should be hopeful like that if guys it, are brawling in the handshake. Oh man. man. If I saw like in the NH, a guy break a stick over some guy's back, I'd be awesome. <laughs> I tell you what, without getting into too, too much, the, um, the, the uh, area game championship that I thought there was some shit was going to go down. I'll be honest though. The only 100%. time I was the only time I was ever in any. Oh, sort of, I was in that game. Okay. The yeah. only time I was ever in any sort of situation like that, I didn't like it at all. When no, you were the umpire, no, I didn't like it. No, oh. I was on the team. Oh. We played some team. Uh, we were at JM's field, and oh, that was against that team from. Uh, and I did not like team that from at Cleveland all. or Cincinnati. All I wanted to do was go home. <laughs> all I wanted to do is go home. I don't. You, like you didn't fights. want to see a fight? No. Well, because then I have to be involved, and I don't want to be involved. I get too Which much. I get that. I get that. Yeah, and you know one of the, so uh, Jeff. Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. The dumbest things, and I, <laughs> I think it looks it looks just so fucking stupid <laughs> when there's a fucking uh, uh, when the bench is empty in baseball. Yeah, and then if it gets and here comes fucking twelve guys from each dugout, and the bullpen too. or the bullpen. Right. I mean, yeah, from the bullpen out in left field, they look like fucking idiots. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, because they just be want to be involved. Like, yeah, Unless well, they come come flying in with a clothesline or something. Well, drop yeah, kick. but they just sprint most out, of the time. They sprint they in from uh, you know the the bullpen. I just, you like well, when the managers gotta, go in and they get in, it get shoved? Didn't oh. Clint Hurdle get shoved over? I'm sure. Just dropped. He his probably gum. shoves some people. Yeah. 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 Who's choked old, on his uh, gum? Dawn Zimmer. Zimmer. Pedro yeah. Martinez oh, got him. Yeah, yeah he got bad. knocked out. Right, knocked down. Yeah, he just yeah. bloody head. Him down, but, oh, he uh, came at him from behind. I don't but, blame people. We always say violence in sports isn't terrible. No, in the right, oh, but not when it's great. fans and parents no, no. in little league. That's that's you got to draw like a the line. Good baseball fight, right? Uh, when adults are involved. I'm fine with it. Like as far as like on the field playing or even like college le- level, but parents no, have no is. place in it, and then just leave the umpires alone. <laughs> so the you know? area game was, and I won't get into names. So the area game was. It happened during the game. The chitter chatter started where we held the tag too long on a third baseman. And the guy that was like on thinking third he base. would overslide the bag or like or uh, just, just yeah, held it on him in case he go yeah, and okay. he didn't like it so he oh. swung down okay all right and then they started pushing each other at third base and Chris what happened was it was we were we're on the third base dugout line um, but their their team came running just like the major leagues mm. out after that so that would have been in like maybe Parkersburg like, really uh-huh. oh wow like fourth or fifth inning and then Jeez. at the end of the game I didn't think Mike Good wouldn't let that happen and then at the end of the game uh, it got it got it got pretty chippy and chirpy and mm. then between the players and then it one of our coaches I'm sure you guys can guess which one uh, started calling out somebody oh. out in the state oh no I have oh, no idea oh, who no. that could be. Yeah, that's impossible. Wow. <laughs> was it one of JM's assistants? Uh, yeah. I, 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 I'm stumped. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, have you guys ever seen this before? Uh, oh, so, this is going to be great. Uh, let me see if I can get this set up uh, while we talk here. Go ahead. We can keep talking. So, Jeff, what do you think of um, – And uh, I'm going to ask you just a two-part question. What do you think of teams that start out the game and all they do is yap, 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 and then who's the worst team you've seen – since Luke's been playing, oh, um, and I, I'll give you an answer to both of them. I, um, I think there is some. Uh, I don't mind the chattiness. I don't. I think that eventually, I think there still should be some. Um, what's the word I'm looking? Uh, respect in the game. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So there, there needs to be the times where it's allotted and there's respectful times there's, banter. Is there, okay, yes, right? One hundred percent. I tell you what, Parkersburg was bad. Were they bad? They were bad. They were actually very I'll chirpy. Be damned. And, uh, I'll be damned. Yeah. I didn't think Mike uh, Goodwin would let that go so on. So from a um, – I don't know if I could tell you, like, the worst. Um, but let How me was Brooke? Up. You know what? That was – I think that was more personal. I think they were talking shit on Luke just because of the ties to Brooke. Okay. So okay. I don't think – outside of that, <laughs> I don't think they would have been chirpy. I think they did their homework. Pers- yeah, they, they did their homework. <laughs> um, but outside – I can't think He's of any. Do you have some girls. answers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brooke was Brooke, That's right. Brooke and Weirton Lee. Guy coming up north, were, taking were, their women. Yeah. Were unbelievable. <laughs> Here's LD. <laughs> Brooke was Brooke was unbelievable. Really? It was it was it was so bad. It was just total and This is your day. Total disrespect. Okay. No, this was actually when they played and then when I coached Legion, Weirton Legion, which had the Brooke guys, was was unbelievable. Oh wow. The it, whole was, game? it was unbelievable. Okay. They actually got on Ben Taylor so bad, got real personal. I I went out and flipped out on Mike Cox, and then I told Stephen Graby, I said, "This certain kid that was in a dugout, I said, if he comes up, you put it one right, stay away from his head. 
You throw a fastball as hard as you can and put it right in his right between his shoulder blades. I love that. That's good. And 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 that's awesome. And I've never, I've never, I only two guys that I've said that to. And I think, I think, I think Steven ended up hitting him in the foot. Yeah, with a (laughs) curveball. Yeah. I said, "Gravy, what the hell?" I said, "You, you don't hit a goddamn guy that's chirping like that in the foot." You fuck, with a curveball. With a curveball. Break you his foot throw, if you're going to hit it. You throw it as hard as you can and put it right between his shoulder blades and make him feel it. Yeah. And he is doing it. Have, well, you ever, have you guys ever seen this before? Well, Ben had the last laugh. Oh, he did. Or do you? Yeah, you got to shit on your fucking shit. fucking bullshit. Jeff. Because he was on. Damn it, you've had a horse shit zone all day. Man boobs and shit. Oh, wow. That's pretty bad. That was horrible. Ben beat his ass good. Well, bad. Because Jeff, like when we would go to all these games, it was that at Bethany. And we, that was me and Matt and, and a bunch of other guys. We would all be down right field line. Our drinking crew. Drinking. Our drinking and, crowd. And we really couldn't hear the banner going on, so we didn't know that the, uh, that that kid or kids were getting on uh, Ben Taylor games going on. All of a sudden, he comes out. Mark does, and like, man, what the fuck's going on? And he is. I flipped pissed. out, man. Not, I mean, not I never, normal and out of character. So right. it was like a, alarming. I, mean, I, I never even seen him yell at an umpire like that. He was so pissed. No, and then, I never did. And then later on, we found out that those kids were ribbon bent. Because it wasn't anything. It was like almost in between any. Like it wasn't anything in the game. So it was like you didn't know. No, we it, didn't uh, know. No, it wasn't in between. It was like just after one pitch. Right. And right. nothing happened. It so we were a, like, yeah, was he mad been now? Like, yeah, but they, I mean, he's really mad. They were calling Ben man boobs and shit. And these kids weren't even players. They were just typical just in the dugout just uh, immature out of character kind of things not real good baseball if you're gonna rib a guy in baseball you're you you could tell the guys that play the game and the guys that just oh uh, for sure yeah 100%. and these guys were out of line or bad. even if you get on it because you know, he struck out on a bad pitch yeah nice or swing right. nice no, swing i mean but what was that lady that got what team was that that got mad at us or me i guess uh, oh that was uh she uh, came out and yelled at me. Oh man, well, we, she was right. pissed. But her kid acted like an asshole. Yeah. He threw his helmet, yeah, in a close oh, play at first yeah, base, right. and we helmet. just said, "I don't even remember what I said about it." It wasn't anything terribly mean or anything. And uh, they <laughs> threw him out, and then and then we kind of like, "Oh, nice job!" And then, then she's out there yelling oh, at us. Oh wow, was that a Bethany? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do. Yeah, Which I, do. I love that kind of stuff, Jeff. They, uh, fuck these her. guys said, the, I believe it. <laughs> 100%. They set the all-time record for beer drinking when, when we, we went to the state tournaments at three <laughs> that years. Tournament had everything. That had everything. Uh, you you know great games. I was there, and it's crazy that you know we didn't even really know each other. Oh, like, I knew well, you when? at the Bethany uh, up at Bethany. Yeah, you were. I, I knew yeah, you pre pine room my, days, just because of my family. Uh, Matt, no disrespect. Fuck. I didn't I mean, know. Didn't obviously. Yeah. Wouldn't, if wouldn't I, I, I think I, I knew you were Mark's neighbor, and I'll maybe met you once or twice, but it was very scarce. Yeah, honestly, you know, yeah. I, you know I wouldn't guess, even so, have known you were there. To no, be honest. true. That's that, legit. I, I actually, I never knew you till the Pine Room. No, that's probably legit. Yeah. I mean, Fuck. I just knew the, yeah, it's crazy. I don't. That's crazy. I don't think they missed a state game in three years. Oh, uh, wow. at, at Charleston at, at Bridgeport. At, no, there was one year we we Charleston we didn't go. Bridgeport we were there every game, every inning, and Bethany we were there every inning. Brother Tim, he never missed a game. What was the uh, what was the last one? We were at Bridgeport. 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 Yeah. Okay. That was the year your mom passed. We were down that that time. You guys uh, yes, ne- in you guys never missed again. Yeah, because Tim no. said Tim, Tim, Tim took Tim, a coffee from Sheets. Yeah, so. he, well, gum too, didn't he? Yeah, get a ham, <laughs> and, and, it, and they would load the coolers, man. And Jesus, they were because Tim would just say, "Well, if they catch me, I just say I'm really distressed, we, and my mom just passed, so they, they'll understand." <laughs> yeah, right. 
You guys had like some of those days we were getting up in the crack of dawn to drive down to the game, and we were there all night till it was dark, and then we would get back up and go the next day. And they couldn't wait. Pack no, it was great. I mean, I was. Oh, okay. and but plus, you know, when you have ties like that, that well, makes it so much and, better. And, and, man. And, 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 we start meeting people. And plus, yeah. they played a fundamentally sound, uh, uh, great baseball I'm, product, which was, was so enjoyable say. to watch. Would play a nice three-two game. Yes. I like yeah, an a great hour, ball, game. hour and great twenty minutes. Double, and the other teams too were good. Double plays and just you guys were fundamentally sound. Good, good. But not long, drawn over. out, miserable games like, where a guy can't throw a strike. Ten nine plays. Jeff, I tell you what, that fucking soup could hit a clutch home run. That oh, fucking man. guy. I don't know how many. That times. one at Bethany. That was oh, that was awesome, against, man. Uh, I was like, fuck, I think he's got a shot and it's keeping. Him and Chad going. Harper, man, they just disappeared. And I thought, uh, I, I well, and now before I go back to that, I. I remember the game when when we we remember when we came back against that team. And Jared hit that shit. Oh yeah, no, yeah, it, yeah, that shit blew, right you, down and over. Right, top no, of, I just like, it, it was spinning like spinning, this yeah, and it, it went over for yep. a double. And then we and then I think Chad came up and got a big hit up the middle. We we came back and won that game. And and you guys said, "Hell, it looks like a line drive in the book." Remember that? Yes, I yes. Said, we I gave him all kind of shit Jared. about that. I no, was like, because our backs. That was just one of those. It was like slow motion almost. The ball is like hung up there. Like you said, it was spinning. Yeah. And the fielders are looking like, we're not going to be able to get this. And it falls. And, and, I, and I believe that same game, we, Job, you remember this, when Coach Goodnight called that pickoff play. Yeah. They they literally had bases loaded. We were in a world of shit. Yep. And bases loaded, full count, two outs. And they had their best hitter up. We couldn't get him yeah. out. He was awesome. And and Coach best Goodnight. Was, was that Bridgeport? Yeah. yeah they, oh, we were in trouble. We had lost that game. Really, we were he, done. he went on to play college baseball. Yes. Really we, and if player. we lost that game, we were done because the, the loser had to go back in the loser's bracket and win three. And we t- and Colton spun. And it was a full count. And he spun play. to second. And the kid took off. To, you know, because he thought full count, two outs. He's running through the second, through the third, tagged him out. And we, we won the game. Or we were we were fucking done, but a lot of things happen in those games, and I, that's why I said I thought Wheeling would. Uh, I thought they were going to relive those cool memory. I did, but it's not over. It's uh, not over, but it, but their backs are against the wall. Yes. They got a long way to go. Maybe they'll be like UC in the Mountain East this year, and then just yeah, win the rest of the game. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. Hey, job. What do you got? All right, no, no, we're gonna Cue take a break. We gotta take a break. Right, take a break. All right, yeah. All right, we'll be right back. Stay with us. Forgot to mention that in the middle of this podcast, you're going to be hearing from Brenda, again, from Horrifying History. Uh, We talked about the Titanic, some conspiracy theories around that. Had her on the radio earlier this past week. Uh, It was a fun time. So enjoy this little half hour with uh, Brenda from Horrifying History. Go give her a follow. Uh, She's a very sweet woman, and she uh, deserves all the attention that uh, comes her way. So go check her out. Enjoy this little conversation with Brenda from Horrifying History. Jack could have fit on the broken door. You're listening to the Pine Room Podcast, but you don't just have to listen to the podcast. We have some other stuff out there, too, like Better's Last Stand, our sports betting show covering all things sports and betting. Or Soup and Stuff, where Soup sits down with business owners, athletes, and other professionals for good conversation. Or, if you want to listen to us live, you can tune into The Watchdog, FM 98.1 or AM 1600. Or you can listen live online at thewatchdognetwork.com. You're listening to the Pine Room Podcast. Well, I mean, we started to talk about the, uh, on this show, we talked about the Ocean Gate submarine disaster, ironically, uh, you know, coming out of Canada too, so I'm sure that was uh, high on your guys' radar up there. And then we thought uh, Titanic conspiracy conspiracies would be a great thing to uh, bring you back to talk about. Um, 
take us through a little bit about what your observations were, just a little about the uh, the Ocean Gate submarine disaster before we start uh, asking you about some of these interesting theories that you researched. Well, the one thing that I actually thought was fantastic is how it was an international based attempt to rescue. You know, right. it's you know when people are in trouble, it everybody kind of gets together and all helps out, which I thought was amazing. Yeah. Um, the second thing is, I'll give you guys an example. I'll give you guys an analogy. When I was looking for my house, when I was house hunting, I went with the first house I seen with my realtor here. It, you know, that kind of you have the cement pad for your driveway, and then you have the garage. Right. Right. Right between there, there's a crack. Yeah. Kind of usually. Okay. So that crack had weeds. Now the weeds were about a foot tall. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not interested in this house. And she said, why not? And I said, if they're not willing to pull those weeds, what's happening inside the house? Now, I think that's a very good um, analogy when it comes to the Titan. Now, okay, if I was a billionaire and I wanted to blow some money somewhere, you know, this would be a very attractive thing to do to see the Titanic. Who wouldn't want to see that? But if I showed up and I'm like, you guys have a porta potty that's from Camper World. You guys are using a joystick. Mm, You are in communication with your guys' main ship with by text. I, I think I would have passed. It's almost, <laughs> yes. almost like those weeds in that crack, right? No, that's, that that's a great, hint. great analogy. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, sadly, it didn't turn out well for them. Um, did, it kind of made me think, like, maybe the Titanic wreckage is kind of cursed. Like, no one's ever going to actually get down to it. But uh, I guess uh, we'll bring you in. You're kind of the expert on this. I, I really, really enjoyed I actually listened to this episode that you had uh, twice because I thought it was so fascinating. Um, just tell us a little bit about some of the things that stick out to you about some of these theories in the Titanic as a whole. Well, I, I, I think when there's any major disaster that occurs or anything bad, people tend to look for an answer for it. And if they can't find one that's very logical and in front of their face, they're going to go and speculate. And that turns into a conspiracy. So my first thought when I heard about the whole Titan thing is that they were going to automatically just connect it to the Titanic conspiracy, right. which has happened. Yes. Right. Uh, and my second thought was, God, I wouldn't have wasted my money to go on that. But that's a whole nother story. Uh, now, the Titanic itself was very famous at this time. And my and well, well that's why James Cameron wrote that blockbuster movie yes. and did so well with it. People are just obsessed with the story, because if you think about it, just overall view looking down, it is a great tale of almost like opulence and how that opulence can end up in disaster. Now, with, now, with that said, it isn't what the movie was. We all know that Kate and Leonardo didn't fall in love. They didn't have to battle the whole class system. That's nothing what really happened. But the actual story is true. And it really just began. A, a lot of people just think it started with the actual shipwreck, which it didn't. It actually started way back when, when the White Star Line, who owned the or Titanic, was starting to battle the Cunard Line, which was the most innovative, um, admired shipping line in the world at the time. Like, before this happened, Happened. They were just a mail and cargo shipping company. They were kind of struggling. But when they decided to concentrate on passenger service, that is when they started to stand out and actually become competition for Cunard. Now, the thing also with Cunard is the fact that they were they decided to do it a bit bigger and better. They decided to do a lot of different innovative things that weren't done at this time, which is kind of the same thing that you could say for the Titan. Now, before it even hit the water, if you talk to any expert about this, they say it was doomed before it hit the water, and it was because of its design. Now, the White Star thought this was just groundbreaking. So just to explain it to your listeners, 
The Olympic class ships that the Titanic was, was built to have a double bottom and it had 15 watertight bulkhead compartments. So each one of these had an electric watertight door that could be opened individually or be uh, all at once operated by flipping a switch on the bridge. So these watertight bulkheads uh, made them think in the, in the shipping industry that these Olympic liners are unsinkable. But right. the problem was... Each one of these bulkheads were watertight, but the walls separating the bulkheads only were a few feet above the waterline. So if one bulkhead started to fall with water, it would go from compartment to compartment to compartment, which would even be worsened if the ship, for some reason, would pitch forward, which is exactly what happened. Oh, that's staggering. I mean, just to think about that. Uh, and, and am I wrong? Is it? Did I remember hearing this that one of the Cunard Line uh, vessels was the one that was responding to try to help the Titanic when it was sinking? Yeah, the Carpathian. The okay. Carpathian is the one that actually heard the call, and they basically went as fast as they could, but they were quite dis- a far distance away. And again, ships of that day can't travel as fast as ships of today. You know, it wasn't a speedboat. Right. So that is why they actually were, were not able to save many, because you got to imagine this was very cold water. Oh, you know, my, it was yeah. so, it, it, I'm even surprised that the amount that survived did survive, because if you do the simple math, a lot of people are always, they, they get hung up on the whole lifeboat thing. And that's one thing right. I kind of called out my show, is because if you do the math, the Titanic could carry 2,435 passengers with a crew of 900, which brings her total capacity to 3,300 people. But there was only 16 life posts, four collapsible boats, and those had a capacity to hold 1,178. So in other words, even if they actually filled those boats to capacity, right. there was only seats for a third aboard. Wow. Now, a lot of people are like, oh my God, they just did that purposely. How could they do that, that, that thing, you know, like not save all the people, <laughs> yes. not have the proper equipment? Well, actually, the Titanic at that time exceeded the British board trade of requirements. And since they thought it was unsinkable, why would they put extra rafts on board? Why would they waste the money? <laughs> yeah, I find that amazing. Uh, the, the safety features of, of that, that time period are, are just mind-blowing. I know Jub has a question about one of these theories, the J.P. Morgan angle. I know that's on his mind right now, Jub. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I, before we even get into that, though, uh, one thing that I found interesting about, you know, we're talking about the composition of the, the actual ship itself. Um, one thing that I didn't I didn't realize was that when the Titanic was built, that welding was still in its infancy, and and it was mm-hmm. and it was uh, the ship was basically well, literally held together by I think it was some like three million rivets or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and yep. and I just find like when when you talk about how that thing how it was doomed before it even started. You know whether or not I'm assuming other ships were riveted together, but um, and I'm, I'm assuming we're going to talk later about how it smashed into an iceberg. But I, I I read or listened to that the hole when it was when it when it hit the iceberg actually wasn't as as gaping and as massive as people sometimes think or put right. in media. Mm-hmm. And that's true. Uh, the thing is, what people don't realize is. It wasn't like a big torn out hole in the side. Like there wasn't a big hole opening the side at all. It actually, when it hit the iceberg, it hit the side of the iceberg. It's almost like they grazed it, grazed it along the side of it. Now everybody is like, oh, we're fine. We're still floating. But what they didn't know, well, ice is pretty tough. And, you know, an iceberg is pretty unmovable. So it actually cut a 300 foot um, length gash in the hull right below that ship's waterline. So now you guys can figure out what happened next because the compartment started to fill with water, it pitched forward, and well, 
they were done for. <laughs> yeah, that was never going to work. We're talking with Brenda from Horrifying History about some Titanic conspiracies. Be sure and check her podcast out and follow her on social media. Horrifying Hist 1 at, on Twitter and Horrifying underscore History on Instagram. Uh, Brenda, this... This one uh, kind of intrigued me, and I know you mentioned that it's kind of a, a one of the theories that hit close to home for you, the Chateau Laurier grand opening, and uh, Charles Melville Hayes and his friend uh, J. Bruce Ismay, who was actually, what, was he the owner of the Titanic line? Yes, he was. He actually was uh, ahead of the um, White Star line, and Charles was a good friend of his, and he actually... Um, uh, Charles, he actually had a grand plan. He created the Grand Trunk Railway, um, and he had a vision that he was going to create a transcontinental railroad across Canada, but plunk a luxury key hotel at the key spot, and one of them is here in Ottawa, which is the Chateau Laurier. Another famous one that you may have heard of is the Banff Springs Hotel that is located in the Rocky Mountains. So he actually, and they're very popular hotels today. Trust me, they're gorgeous. I've been to a lot of them. (laughs) Now, the part of it, he was planning to open the one here in Ottawa on April 26th, and we, as we know, <laughs> you know, a, a little earlier in April on the 14th is when the Titanic went and hit that iceberg. So it was actually planned to be a massive deal. Like anybody who was anywhere when it came to railroading or industry was going to be there. And actually the Prime Minister of Canada at the time, he was going to do the ribbon cutting, and that's Sir Wilfrid Laurier. But as you know, um, he didn't make it. Now, part of the reason is, Charles, he actually wanted the best for his masterpiece. Now, this is what the conspiracy is. He wanted the best. So he traveled to London to buy furniture for the dining room of the Chateau Laurier. By the way, if you ever have an opportunity to see this place, it is worth it. It is opulent <laughs> to the T. So I, I can see this happening. Now, he decided to ship them all back to Ottawa. So while he was in London, he went to his old friend, who just happened to be J. Bruce Ismay, so he offered Charles the opportunity to bring his furniture back to Ottawa quickly on his newest ship, the Titanic. So Charles's shipment of furniture was put into that cargo hold, and according to legend, it is still there today after Charles died in the disaster. Now, if you actually go and dig into this little rumor, this tale was first printed in 1990 by a reporter from the newspaper here locally, The Ottawa Citizen, after they spoke to a tour guide from the hotel. So once this article got released, this whole tale got embedded into the lore, just not of the ship, but of Ottawa itself. So it is true, if you do a little bit of stealthy Googling, Charles was on the Titanic, he died in the disaster, but he did not in any way go to London to buy furniture. He actually went seeking investors because he wanted to put out more um, hotels and he wanted to expand his railroad empire. So he originally was going to go home with another ship in France, but he, things changed when he got news from home. He got a telegram that his only daughter, who was due to give birth, she was having complications. So he started to get worried for his daughter. So he decided to, to look into going home sooner, and J. Bruce Ismay offered him wow. a first-class spot on his ship. So going into these claims of the furniture, the historians have found that Charles actually didn't at all going or go any furniture shopping while he was in Europe because, well, let's be honest, it was below his pay grade. Right. But more importantly, he was just too busy trying to charm these new investors. There's also no reference to the Grand Trunk Railroad, the Chateau Laurier, or Charles at all in Titanic's um, cargo manifest. So mm. what they used to do is if you had extra baggage or something that's in the hold, it would be on your ticket. Charles's ticket itself did not reference any furniture or any cargo, and the only furniture that was shipped on the Titanic was actually being going to a different company that was located in New York City. Now, even further looking into this, 
the Ottawa Terminal Railroad was actually in charge of building and the operation of the Chateau Laurier at the time of Charles's death. Now, these guys kept records that are crazy detailed. Crazy. Like, I mean, they, they documented the last penny. Oh, boy. So after the... The, after the Titanic um, tragedy, they held an emergency meeting to choose a replacement for Charles, who he served as the Ottawa Terminal Railroad president. So there is no records at all for any additional budgeting for furniture for that hotel after the sinking. And as I mentioned, they documented every penny. So as for this same documentation, it does say that they postponed the opening of the Chateau Laurier specifically because of Charles's death to give a time of mourning, and they decided to open it on June 12th. But here's the thing. It is said that Charles actually did come home after the disaster, and he's a ghost. And he's probably one of the most famous ghost story legends that actually is around Ottawa. And they say his passion project that he wanted to see open so bad, he now wanders the halls of Chateau Laurier, just admiring the hotel that he never got to witness open in person. Oh, that's fascinating. Do people go up there to try to see his spirit? Uh, I'm a match draw the some ghost time. <laughs> That's that's pretty cool. All the time. Oh, so on top of being a top line uh, hotel, it's got that that element to it too. That's pretty cool. Um, some other wealthy people were on board there. I know you you talked about it in your in your episode. Who who else of note that maybe our audience would have heard of uh, were, was on board that Titanic on that day? Well, that brings us to our next theory, and I'd love to hear your guys' opinion on this. Honestly, Great. so. The, the theory behind it is actually that J.P. Morgan, uh, you know, of banking fame, yes. he actually planned the disaster mm-hmm. uh, of the Titanic to kill off his millionaire rivals. So just in case they don't know who he is, he was an American financier and investment banker. And he just, at his time, J.P. Morgan had so much power. Like, right. this guy had money and power. Like, it's not even necessarily seen today. He dominated Wall Street uh, with his banking firm, J.P. Morgan & Company. And it was actually him that was a driving force behind a whole bunch of mergers and acquisitions that happened in the United States in the late 19th, early 20th centuries. He also created several well-known corporations that you guys probably heard of, U.S. Steel, yep. General Electric. And his partners had controlling interest in pretty well every big corporation that's out there today from the United States. And the cool thing I thought about this guy, he was just so powerful. He was able to organize a coalition of financiers that literally saved the American economy from collapse in the panic of 1907. You know that you have power when you're able to do that. Yes. So when he died, he was actually worth about $2.2 billion in today's funds. So the thing is about JP, everybody knew he was just vicious as a businessman. But the question is, is he actually so vicious that he would just go and kill his business rivals? Like, seriously, would you actually go and plan to make the Titanic sink, kill thousands of people, uh, just to go in off three? Like, wouldn't it make it more sense to hire a hitman or that's something? What I was gonna, <laughs> yes. That's what I was going to suggest. Like, poison is their wine at dinner right. or something? Yes. Like, why would you kill, like, 1,500 people? It doesn't make a lot of, a lot of sense. But that Maybe that was the genius of it, Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> now, believe it or not, JP actually was going to be on that initial voyage of the Titanic, and that is why the theory is there. Because the thing is, he actually was part of the International Merchantile Marine, which had the controlling interest in the White Star Line, and he did go to the hull launch of the ship in 1911. He had his own private suite. So why wasn't he there that day? 
Mm. Well, apparently he was sitting in himself in France at the time, and he was planning to ship his vast car collection back to the New York Metropolitan Museum of Art. But as usual, what happens when things like this, customs decide to snag things up. So he, he kind of got a little stressed. So he sent a telegram to the White Star Line president saying, look, I'm sorry, can't do it, but I got some uh, business I got to take care of. And that actually saved his life. But because of that decision, that's why the rumor that he was going to kill off Jacob Astor, Isabel Strauss, and Benjamin Guggenheim, which is all names you guys should right. recognize at this point. But again, going back to why would you just kill all these people? Right. It doesn't even make sense. So if you look into how he allegedly did it, well, one rumor says that he actually ensured that the ship had the wrong signal flares, which <laughs> what would that actually do? And another one, which I thought was hilarious. So I ha- when I say these, I'm trying not to laugh because it's <laughs> not appropriate, but um, I laugh inappropriately all the time. Same. The Titanic decks were supposedly electromagnetically sealed to trap all its passengers. Oh, my. So uh, there's so many problems I have with that. I'm too logical for my own good. Like, for example, how can you guarantee that Jacob, Isidore, and Benjamin would be part of those electronically, magnetically sealed inside? Exactly. And, and right? uh, Brenda, what about the watertight doors? Did it, did, is there any, th- do you, have you done any th- um, uh, studying on the, on the watertight doors that were, they said uh, if they had been opened, they would have settled on an even keel? Well, I don't have a lot of faith in that, considering, again, the bulkheads and how they were loaded, and then it forced the pitch forward. But with that said, there was another rumor that actually floated around about a fire in in their engine room that happened right over or at the time that they launched out. So apparently it was kind of small. It wasn't a big deal. They kind of put it out. That's what has been reported. But according to the conspiracy theories, that they couldn't get it under control. They tried to scoop actually some of the burning coal away, but that is why they decided to sail as fast as they mm. could to get over to uh, the western side of the world is because it was they were concerned that it was actually affecting the the integrity of the metal of the doors and of, of, of the base and around that room. That seems very plausible, Brenda, to me, anyway. Is, it's possible. Was that the most, uh, of all the theories, did that seem like the most possible to you? Well, honestly... I, I, a small coal fire back in those days were extremely common. So sure. honestly, what they, the story is, they hosed it down, but it still smoldered. The chief engineer told the captain that it didn't cause damage that would affect the integrity of the ship. But some experts of the Titanic theorized that this did get out of control after they left England, which resulted in them doing the crossing at high speed. And with that, they couldn't avoid what happened next. They were going too fast to completely avoid that iceberg. Incredible. Well, it's a good thing they had good insurance, right? Because uh, that's another one of the theories I wanted to ask you about. As we talk with Brenda from Horrifying History about some Titanic conspiracies, be sure and check out her podcast. It's incredible. Uh, I urge everybody who's listening to this show to check it out. I really, really enjoy it myself. And I know Jub has listened to quite a few of them as well. Uh, Brenda, the insurance thing, that one was interesting. Do you, but you you kind of uncovered that they wouldn't have been able to recoup the money that it would have been worth to sink this ship. Is that is that accurate? That's accurate. Um, the, the short story behind it is basically the Olympic, um, which is its sister ship, actually went and got damaged. It actually ran into or it hit another ship in the English Channel. So it was damaged so bad that what they decided to do is go and sink it on purpose and take all this life with it so they can go and get the insurance money to cover their other loss. But if you actually do the math behind it, the insurance that they got from the Titanic would not cover 
the damage or the loss of the Olympic. So it doesn't even make a lot of sense. No, that, that seems... I mean, they would have had to have some bad financial planning if they uh, <laughs> if somebody advised them to try that scheme. <laughs> At least I now, would if, say. But my thought was, okay, if you're going to use that insurance money and you could figure out right away that it wasn't going to cover everything, if it was me, because, you know, I'm a dark-souled person, <laughs> I would put insurance on every person on that ship and collect all that. Then now, maybe that would be a theory that would work. But right. other than that, it doesn't make any sense. No, that's the way to go. I like I like that much better. Um Another fascinating one, um, The Curse of the Mummy. Tell us a little bit about that one. This is one that probably a lot of people aren't familiar with. Well, this one, it's it's really hard for me not to laugh hysterically at it because (laughs) I love a good Egyptian curse. Who doesn't? But this one... When you guys hear where I'm going to say it, I said it a little nicer on my show. I'll, I'll say, it a, say it a little more plainer here. Sure. So basically, what the whole idea is, one of the survivors said that there's a guy, um, his name is William, and William actually died in this disaster. His name was William Thomas Dead. He was a British writer, a journalist, uh, and a pioneer of investigative journalism, and he was controversial uh, because he was, at the time, advocating for world peace, which wasn't a big thing back then, but also before he um, died, he actually became really strongly into social legislation, reformation of the criminal codes, and a spiritualist. So now putting that into place, a very important part of this whole conspiracy, because apparently when he decided, or before he went on the Titanic, William claimed that he was getting all these messages from the dead. He had a spirit guide, um, and his belief of spiritualism started to dominate his writings, and especially after his death with the Titanic rumors. So one of the survivors, as I said, claimed that William, he ran into him on board, and William told him a story about an Egyptian mummy curse, or cursed mummy, that was from the British Museum. So allegedly, amateur archaeologist Thomas Murray was visiting Cairo in about 1889, and he, two of his buddies and him were showed a very well-preserved mummy curse. Now, the, or case, sorry, the Egyptian hieroglyphics on it did describe that the person inside was a high priestess of Amen-Ra. So of course they bought the mummy, packed her up, decided to go back to London. But a couple days later, Thomas's shotgun exploded, and he had to get his arm amputated. Then the two servants who carried this case died on the way back to London. After it got to London, more bad luck was happening. All these people were dying. So they said, okay, this, this mummy's got to go to the British Museum. So, of course, as it gets there, more heartaches started to follow with the Egyptologist who was the middleman. He died. So did the people that transported it there. Anyone who tried to sketch it or photograph this mummy case, they died too. So then <laughs> wow. came the story. Then came the story yeah. from the staff in the museum. They said that they kept on hearing hammering sounds and sobs coming from inside that mummy case. So now the British Museum are kind of like, I wonder if she's unhappy being locked in this case and maybe how <laughs> she's being displayed. So they put her in her own case. So allegedly that reduced the paranormal activity, but staff started seeing a ghostly figure standing by this case, and then they started feeling this feeling of terror emanating for it. So what did the British Museum decide to do to stop this? Well, they're just going to call up Thomas and say, hey, have a seance in my Egyptian room with your friend, William Stead, who's the author of all these articles. So after William died on the Titanic, this passenger he allegedly told this story about, he continued from there. So allegedly, this seance didn't do much, but the British Museum said, we're done. We're done with this haunted mummy. I'm going to sell it to an American museum. So they took the mummy and her case, put it up on the Titanic on the maiden voyage. Now, it's alleged that this cursed mummy caused the Titanic to sink. 
Now, according to this, the tale of this mummy, she's not done yet. So somehow she was in a case, sunk to the bottom of the ocean, 4,000 you know, feet down plus, and she swum to the surface. I'm imagining she's carrying her case on her back like a backpack. And she got to the fr- top and somehow floated on this thing all the way to Canada. So when she got to Canada, somehow this caused the sinking of another ship called the Empress of Ireland. Oh, man. Now, this one, now this apparently actually was at the mouth of the St. Lawrence River. It hit a British, the true story is it hit a Brit, another ocean liner in, in a thick fog. But, of course, it's the mummy's fault. Now, do you guys want to know the truth? <laughs> yes. Please. Yes. Yeah, it's a lot boring. Like the other story was much better. <laughs> you know, like with her swimming long distances across the ocean with a, a big sarcophagus on her back. But apparently, she never left the museum at all. Amazing. It was actually she's been on continuous display in the British Museum since 1890, and only left for two reasons on two times: safe creaking during the World War One and World War Two, so it wouldn't be taken, and in 1990 when she went on temporary display in uh, Australia. So sadly, yeah. Wow. <laughs> this now, mummy did not swim across the ocean. That's, isn't that amazing? Like, even back in those times, uh, how rumors get started and the mummy was on board and people, all that stuff that, that they thought uh, they could attribute to that and it never even left the museum. Amazing. Nope. Uh, incredible. Oh, well, Brenda, one more quick one uh, before we let you go. Um, I don't think there was a whole lot of uh, validity, validity to this one either, but the, the Catholic worker conspiracy. Tell, tell us just briefly before we let you go about that one. Oh, the no-pope theory. Right. Uh, Well, the no-pope theory, it actually has to do with numbers. So the Titanic itself was built by employees of Harland and Wolf out of Belfast, and many of these workers were said to be Catholic. So apparently these Catholic workers started to get upset when they discovered the ship's number of 390904. When you uh, view it in a mirror, it reads as no pope. Now, as you guys know, he's the Bishop of Rome, the head of the Holy See, that's the Catholic Church's central government. So according to this theory, this ship's number saying no pope actually predicted the doom. But is it true? Well, late historian of the Titanic, Walter Lord, he said he started to receive letters about the whole no-pope story in the 1950s, starting then. But here's the thing. If you actually look into the Titanic, there is no such number uh, that I said that was attached to the Titanic. Hmm. On the hull of the ship, the number 401 is painted, and that is the shipyard number in Belfast. The ship's board of trade number was 131,428. Now, here's the biggest clue, though, that this tale is a complete farce. By the time the Titanic was being built, there wasn't actually Catholic workers at Harland and Wolf ah. because the company drove away all their Catholic employees in the late 1800s and only hired Protestants. Amazing. That's just incredible stuff. Uh, I could talk about this for hours, Brenda. Uh, you've been so kind to us, and we appreciate you joining us so much. I think Coach so, has one more So, Brenda, uh, now it's all said and done. You've given us all. What's your true belief? Just a, Just an accident? I think it's just a horrible accident okay. that went wrong. It was okay. it was a, ba- a bunch of really bad, oh, kind of you could say the same thing for the Titan. A lot of bad engineering, yes. a lot of things being tested. And it's almost like, you know when you buy a, a brand new iPhone, for example, and you're like, should I buy that iPhone or should I wait until all the updates are done? They should have waited for the updates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we'll end on that note. Great analysis, Brenda. Thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, we'll hope to catch up with you down the road and. uh I uh, urge everybody to listen to your podcast and take care of yourself. Well, thanks for having me on. It's a bunch of fun to hang out with you guys. Tell Gizmo he said, hey. Yeah, best to Gizmo and I'll, stay I'll safe. I'll wake him up. <laughs> no, I don't do that. I'll wake him up and I'll let him know. <laughs> don't do that. Okay. <laughs> 
What's up, guys? Jub here. I'm sure you've heard my voice a lot throughout this podcast. Uh, but if you made it this far, go check out some of our other stuff. Come on. We got a bunch of stuff. We got stuff all over the internet. We got videos. We got audio. We got store stuff. Go get something in the store. Go get some good stuff for the summer. It's all good stuff. I mean, you're not wasting your money. It's going to be sweet. Wear some cool swim trunks and flip-flops. The summer's not over yet. You got like two months left. So go get some good stuff. Slap it on and then go out and, and rock it in front of all your friends or family and they'll ask about what the Pine Room is and you tell them. You say, I'm a loyal fan of the podcast. Here are my rock and flip-flops and my fanny pack. So go check out the store. Go check out our other stuff and enjoy the rest of this podcast. You're listening to the Pine Room Podcast. All right, I hope you enjoyed that little conversation with Brenda from Horrifying History, she uh, she surely knew a heck of a lot more about the Titanic than I do. Uh, she her, her breadth of knowledge on a lot of different topics is probably way better than mine. Uh, her and Matt could have like a, a think off. Like they could have just uh, talked all afternoon. Yeah, I, I listened Jump, to that. that was you were really good, good in that. I mean, that was that's fun to talk to 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 a lady like that. I mean, she she's really she's good. really knows her stuff and uh, just yeah. presents her show in a really great way and I, i'm a big fan so i uh, appreciate her coming on and she's uh she messaged just said how much fun she had and she'll come back anytime so good stuff cool yeah, yeah. She, i hope she's a, a regular here on the show uh yeah she was uh, a joy we talked to a couple people this week including moth boy mike uh from the moth boys podcast uh you might hear a little snippet of that uh from the radio show but we don't have enough time to put both her at both him and the uh uh, Wheeling Arts and uh, Culture Commission folks. We don't have a time to put both of them in here, so you might hear little snippets of both of them. If not, we might be posting their stuff later. So keep up to date with that. Uh, go follow both of them, Mothboy Podcast and the Wheeling Arts Com- uh, Arts uh, and Cultural Commission. Go follow both of them on social media because they're great people. Thank you for them for coming on the radio show. And if you haven't listened, listen to the WKKX radio show, yeah. The Pine Room on What are you Watchdog. waiting on, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, turn out, turn the old radio dial, or just go online to watchdognetwork.com. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. Yeah, streams back up, operational. Yes. Sounds really good. Sounds uh, great. Yeah, we had a, another fun, fun show. Italian Festival, uh, oh. which will be tomorrow if when you're coming out. Right? Yeah. Uh, if you're interested in coming and seeing us... Noon to three. Uh, ...or listening, you can listen on the watchdognetwork.com or actually on the radio. We're going to be doing a special... Uh, Italian Fest radio broadcast from the Italian Fest. We're going to be in the parking lot. We got our setup there. You can come see us at the Italian Fest. I'll be over here in the studio. So yeah, you're not the AC, while Mark and yeah. I and Jared will be in 95 degree heat. Yeah. Chris, you want to stop lot? over? What parking lot are you talking about? It's right across the street yeah. here, like Caddy Corner, around oh, okay. the corner. Yeah. That's cool. as as I, we have a sales meeting Friday. It, it should be over by 2. I can zip down. I'd yeah. love to sit in with you Join guys. Join the last bit. segment, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we got that. And then uh, we're going to be talking to some, uh, probably going to talk to some people at the Italian Fest, doing that for a couple hours, and then uh, going to enjoy well, the day. The problem is, is your dad doesn't know anybody, so you know, no, we won't get yeah. any walk-up guests. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. They'll probably be standing in line. That's <laughs> That's our problem with doing things but, live. We tried to do that in uh, West Lib that one time when Jarrett played, and uh, every other person was, "Hey, how right, you doing? Right. How you yeah. been? Hey, hey Dell, hey, Co- yeah. yeah. oh boy, uh, yeah." But if you if you go down there and you're going to come visit us, um, you better you better call IC Cab and get your ride because yes. I would not want to park down there. No, it's going to be an absolute mess. No, and so. you can call IC Cab. Now. 
you got a day to plan ahead, uh, you can call 304-232-1313, or you can go online to iccab.com slash contact, and you can go in and put in your information, tell them you're going to come, you want to be down, you want to be at the Italian Fest at 1230 on Friday, and they'll come pick you up, so you don't have to wait around for a cab, and you can come zip right down to the Italian Fest. i tell you what, I swear to God, there's not a day that goes by where I don't see at least one or two. Oh, for sure. I saw a girl driving for them today, she... She parked down there, going down the hill uh, to Main Street. She, I, I don't know. She got out of her car. I must have been going into one of the businesses. But uh, I mean, they're they're everywhere. Oh yeah, I, I think it's great. Yeah, I, I got their number memorized in my yeah, head now. It's, I mean, it's nuts, isn't it? Yeah. They, so good for them. Before them, and you guys can attest to this, and, and you to some extent. I, I would I would see like two cabs a year in Wheeling. Oh yeah. I don't even know how if they had cabs. Yeah, other only than, other than Champion. I mean, right. they, obviously Uber and Lyft that's around, but I mean you, they don't have any sign right. like uh, signature on their on their cars uh, on their or cars. Their vehicles. Yeah, but I think I think there's something to something about those yellow IC cab cars that you yeah. see bumbling around. Some of them got those uh, those up on the top of the yeah what are those called like the digital like a, like, or... like uh. Uh, advertising boards like yeah, the yeah. LED boards. Mm-hmm. Hey, has uh, Champ noticed a difference in the quality? Oh yeah, he can get a is, cab without having to wait now. Right. Like yeah. what's, his, what's it's really helped him too. Now. You know, he's on a very tight schedule. Yes. He's got to be places. He's got meetings, places to go, people to see, bets to make. But yeah. before though, like how long would he? Hey, Forty wait? minutes. Sometimes some longer. Sometimes Not, it'd be an hour and a half. What is it now? Hell. Oh. He, Five minutes? ten minutes taught. I mean, sometimes yeah. it's very close. I mean, they're close by, so yeah. Well, and the fact they're, they're too, doing a great job. You, so you mentioned on one of their uh, your, your live reads or whatever about them, they, they take you to the airport. Yeah, that's, you can get great. like if you don't want to spend parking, they can take you to and from the airport mm-hmm. if you yeah. need to. It's a, it's a great service. Yeah. What's well, going to be filling a void too? Well. Yeah. Because really, no uh, the bus but, service is dwindling. There's talking about the funding going away for that too, and yeah. they're, they're limited on where they're going with spots now. So it is they're filling a void, man. And was a, a, nice a really cool thing that they're doing, and I just and this is, affects you in the healthcare field. Uh, they're going to try to uh, do oh. um, transportation for people that are in uh, care homes and stuff like that. Right, right. They're, wow. I, I, they're, they're going to. Tr- Obviously, I might be spilling information that I shouldn't be spilling, but uh, they're going to try to do like medical transportation, not like emergency. Like, hey, I broke like my someone leg. has to go to dialysis. or Yeah, something. or like they got like an old, like an elderly patient needs to be transferred to some other right. building. Then the icy cab would be a, like a medical transportation for mm-hmm. them. So that's, that's a great. cool. That's, that's a, cool, a really nice, cool endeavor that they might be getting into. They may or may not be doing that. Is there I, even Uber around here? Yeah, yeah you can get limited, them, but they're scarce. Limited, yeah, not a lot of people limited. driving it because they don't have the fares. Boy. So. I saw and I got into an Uber one time, and Nick and I and say, and this lady's car was disgusting. Uh, there was trash and garbage and all kinds of. Did cans you give her a bad models. rating? I don't know. I, I don't, the Uber people were pretty particular about that. If they get complaints about a pigsty like that, they would probably you get recommend graded. she gets out. Yeah, out. you get great. Yes. Yeah, stuff. I think mm-hmm. I, I think I was too hammered to, to really. Well, at least you were safe. Yeah. But now you can call IC Cab. Yeah, IC Cab. Yeah. Call them. Uh, yeah. Anything we want to talk about? We just talked about baseball. We heard from Brendan from Horrifying History. Jeff looks like he's getting into his. Yes, I'm just there's a lot to talk about. Uh, Anything? Oh, one thing, real quick. I know we bring it up a million times, but potentially by the time you hear this podcast, we have been made aware that aliens exist. I hope possibly. Oh wow! Did you know about this hearing? Studio with us next week. So uh, coming up tomorrow, well, would have been yesterday when you hear this podcast at 10 a.m. on the 26th. They're having a an official hearing in congress about 
UFOs and UAPs and really, yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I saw that. Hold on, I'm, I'm sorry. What is UAP? Um, uh, unidentified, unidentified aerial phenomenon. That's like the anomalous. new. U- un- yeah. oh, okay. It's like the new version of UFO. Yeah. They don't want to use Probably the more political correct version. I don't know how you could upset an alien, but because you know what? We call illegal aliens too, and that was not fair. So, So, yeah, but anyway, UAP, UFO. uh, So, this this is through Congress, you said? Yeah, Yeah, this is a legitimate hearing. Um, The uh, uh, Republican Tim Burchett is the guy that's spearheaded. I think he's from. I thought. I want to say Wisconsin, but I don't think that's right. Um, Anyway, he, he spearheaded this 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 hearing and uh they're gonna go in they got three witnesses uh, Ca- commander david fravor he was a retired navy pilot um uh david grush who's a whistleblower he was some security yeah, head of security pentagon. pentagon stuff they and he claims that he's seen alien craft in the pentagon or in the in this uh yeah, intelligence reports that yeah. basically solidify that That's there is wild. extraterrestrial. So 10 a.m., go check and it out. extraterrestrial equipment has been recovered by the United States government multiple times. So well, wow. going to be interesting. It, That's it, interesting. It, and if there are aliens, there's the world. There's probably chaos everywhere right now. There's probably cars getting flipped and... Like independence. Yeah, the 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 Here comes the end of the world. Yeah, yeah Christ, they let that shit come. They well, might be friendly. Yeah, I think that. I, th- I think we'd have a. Plus, good I know there's some of them living in Wheeling, so they haven't heard oh, us 100%, yet. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, uh, I want to say had a great time at Picklesburg. Unbelievable time. Got your shirt on. Yeah, got my shirt. Uh, went. With I like Hannah. that color. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't know which one to get, but I went with this one, and my mom got pink. And I went up there. If you haven't been to Picklesburg, you gotta go. Good it, stuff. It's it's everything's not, pickles, right? Everything, everything is flavored. absolutely everything is pickle. Pickle pizza, pickle egg rolls, pickle rice, pickle uh, ice cream, pickle fudge. Pickle Ooh, fudge. Uh, it, there's pickle, yeah, pickle everything. Pickle pickle soda. Did you try a lot? Just I tried egg rolls. I tried oh egg roll. <laughs> <laughs> I tried egg, egg rolls. I can't remember what else I tried. Uh, but it was it was. It was kind of gross after a while. I can't I lie. Are you a big pickle guy, though? Not really. I mean, I'm a big bread and butter guy, not a dill. Yeah, I'm, um, a, I'm a more bread and butter. Do you like the zesty? Yes, and I and, and and like it's fun for like the first for the first thirty minutes. Like, oh, everything tastes like pickles. It's like yeah, I'm trying mm. beef jerky and uh, this egg rolls, and then it gets to a point. I oh, I had a pickled Arnold Palmer. Oh, lemonade, uh. iced tea, and pickle brine, and. Uh. Eventually, by the end of the day, it's like you're pickled out. Yes, mm-hmm. it's like starting to get gross. So here's my question: Why is there such a phenomenon? Like, I feel like pickles right. have become a phenomenon all of a sudden. Like, <laughs> no, I, don't know. I, I like can't explain it. I, I'm, I'm telling pickles, you, but I'm telling you, there were at least when I was there, at least two thousand people there. I was just going to ask how many people. Were at there. least, and that could be lowballing it. And that was on Sunday, and it was Saturday, Sunday. So I'm sorry. Is this a venue? It's no, it's, it's in right downtown, downtown Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah. It's it's like two like miles right near worth. like PPG Arena, like right down the main area. It's like two miles worth of street blocked off, and there are vendors, kind of like the Italian Fest, but oh. way bigger. So and, it just comes yeah. once a year, though. Once a year, oh, yeah. Okay. They used to have it on the bridge, and it, and it got grew too the big, bridge. Yeah, yeah bridge so they, safety. Yeah, the yeah wait so limits. Thrown over. Oh yeah, man, and, yeah. that's what I would see. Some somebody but get thrown. If over. you haven't been to Picklesburg, yeah. go check it out. It's just like a good. It's not really there so you can have an enjoying meal. It's there more just try shit yeah. and have fun. Are you guys pickle people? I'm not. I am. I'll, I'll eat them on things, but I'm not a fan. Do you guys take okay. a jar straight to the head? I could, but I'd never do it just for fun. I'd, or not just like because I enjoy it. I'd do it. <laughs> no. 
just a, not my thing. You, what? Could you take a jar of pickles and just take a drink? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, right to the too. beat. And I, you know what? And I, and I never before, but years ago, I, my brother did it. I'm like, what in the hell was he doing? And it was like a jar of those cloths and pickles. Oh, if I had a cramp, though, I might. The jar, I, jar I, doesn't I, believe yeah, in I, it. I can do that. I could do that, yeah, too. I, oh, my, I like pickles. My brother would eat the whole jar. I actually mm. went down to Center Market, shot out uh, uh, Valley Cheese. I mm, got, good place. I got pickled which I can't believe I actually got these because I had so much pickle shit. Uh, pickled hot Brussels sprouts. I got Ooh. this. Oh, yeah. I give, her, I give her credit for even having that on the menu. It's there, pretty right? damn good. That's well, it's a jar. Pickled Brussels sprouts? Oh, oh a it's, jar. Not, it's not prepared. No, no, no. Oh, I got you. I haven't, I haven't had, uh, what did you say, Brussels? I've had, Jarred I've had Brussels a, sprouts. I've, I've had like asparagus that way. There's, I, there was asparagus, asparagus uh, is great. okra, and okay. uh, Brussels sprouts. Huh. Pretty good. Pretty damn good. Shout out Valley Cheese. The asparagus that I had, it wasn't hot, but you said you had hot. I got hot. It was hot pickled Brussels sprouts, yeah. Yeah, I like stuff like that. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, Yeah, go enjoy your pickled uh, necessities when Picklesburg comes back to town. Picklesburg. Yeah. Picklesburg. All right, news time. All right, what's on your mind today, Jeff, Chris? Fire away. Well, I, I got opinions on everything. Yeah. I'm and ready. We and we've already on. talked enough. <laughs> so you guys say something, and I'll be happy to interview. I won't go crazy because uh, I know sometimes I can go off my rocker a little bit. But this um, U.S. women's soccer still seeking equal pay. And once again, I am the uh, most. But listen, uh, and I'm the most pro woman. And I, that's man. not so chauvinistic because. But I am like I am all about like I think for once again I've said this a million times for anybody. To pay a woman less just because she that is just so fucking dumb. So I'm not that's right. not what I'm getting at. But I guess at the end of the day, it'd be no different in the line of industry that I, I'm in. Um, depending on your building size that you manage is depending on the amount of pay you get. Correct. So this is no different. So the fact of the amount of revenue that comes in is going to be based off of how much people are going to get paid. And mm. so I don't understand why they're It's not the same job. It's not the same job. It's not it's not apples to apples. And I does it suck? It does suck that maybe women's soccer isn't as popular as men's soccer. I mean, yeah, but that's nobody's fault to be compensated the same or it's just it that is not a that's not a, a rights thing, in no, my opinion. It has not. nothing to do with that. It just has everything to do with the it, amount of revenue that's it, coming it's in. It's just not I, an equal product. It's not right, an equal right. product. Exactly. So I don't fucking if, get if it. If there is no question, if it was the same, the gate receipts were the same, the television contracts yeah, were the same, that right. they would pay these girls any less, it's, it's not possible. Not these possible. TV companies, they, they want it to be that good. They wish it was on the caliber of a men's World Cup. Because uh, that women's is going on now, but but it's just not. It's just I mean, not. But it, mean, it, we have anatomy to blame for that too, and people yeah. want to argue about it. It it's a fact. NFL football is NFL football because men, or men's bodies are able to do things currently that women just really can't. And I I, I saw fact. I saw a video facts. of um, Brittany Griner, which I know everybody hates. Well, uh, she may be an exception. I saw her dunk and. If you classify, I feel like I could do what she did, right. and it just I basically goes and I right, I yeah. will give her credit. She's a good athlete, but not yeah, like she is. She not she, like she was a very good yeah, women's she, basketball player. And women's she, basketball. She, player. It, but anyway, this, this dunk was like the most 
just like blah dunk ever, and they were going nuts oh, about it. it. And I was like, and I know you guys hate him too, but LeBron, like, if you see LeBron go up and do a three sixty yeah. absolute rip, you can the, almost tear like, the rim down, rip the rim off Listen, the, yeah. the hoop. I mean, it's not even close. It's it's just not. And Job, you're right. I don't like LeBron at all. And but anyway, best wishes to his kid who had a yeah. cardiac know, dude, arrest. It's terrible crazy too. But wow. LeBron, I will tell you, LeBron may be may be the most physically talented athlete i've ever seen in my life in especially in basketball i don't i don't say that that's you know not the case with him i think he's that good but as far as the actual player with all the intangibles and clutch mechanism yeah. and all that that's why i don't like him but, but anyway i mean but you're all right like him going up and it's just impressive he makes it look like ease yeah with ease i mean it's just like you see Shaq go up and shatter the backboard that's yeah. just not going to happen in a wa no, it's, it's not i mean I, it'd be awesome if if they were able to get their sport up to that level. Well, they're still... The, and they're still good sports. I love oh Women's World God. Cup. I've watched a ton of it. it it's a weird time now because it's Australia and New Zealand, but I love women's sports. I'm with Jeff. Like, I, I'm a proponent of women. I I think I think we should have a women... We should have had a women pre, woman president by now. Yeah. There's women out there that, that are that are more than qualified, and I would vote for one, but it's just got to be the right one. Yeah. You know, you just right. can't do it because she's a woman. Yeah, and here's what also makes me mad, and I'm not one to talk about... Like, I'm not one to bring up shit that I, shit. you know you know what <laughs> i'm trying to say controversial yes, stuff i'm not a guy to do that and i could really care less but um couldn't really care less but care. um i find it funny that a lot of people complain about how these wnb players wnba players aren't getting paid enough and how there yeah, should be people filling the venue well, why are those people not going to those games? Why are you not yes. going to that filling those point, stadiums? Yep. Why are people not filling point. those stadiums? Because no one wants to watch it. That's just how it is. I mean, if you want to go watch the WNBA game, go watch the WNBA game. But don't complain. I'm not complaining because uh, uh, Terry, who's who's riding a bull for the PBR, isn't getting paid as much as, uh, I don't know, some the, other the sport. Jalen Brown today for the Celtics it's got the biggest because, contract in NBA history. He can't even dribble. It's just two different sports. It's, no, it's no. just two different. It's almost two different sports. It's almost two different. It's two different. It really venues, is, and it's just it's just not the same. Well, and in the WNBA, you were talking about soccer. They're the same. They're bitching about their pay. They're not getting paid enough. They want they they don't want to fly a commercial. Listen, they want the they charters. Should. Like what the. Chris, you're, glad right. you're playing fucking basketball for a for living. Because well, you can make a decent living. You know that WNBA is only even in existence because the NBA is the one that funds it. Without a doubt. So they don't have anything. If they, they were just self-sufficient, year, they happened. don't have any money. Here's what I kind of... So the men are, are giving the women an opportunity to play basketball for a living. Yes. And I'm, I'm up. I'm not giving a credit to the NBA players, but like that, the way that the NBA set up the structure structurally, people come to those games and somehow. I don't know why, but this comes from me who hates every sport on the face of the planet. <laughs> I couldn't care. Again, I couldn't care less, but I kind of attribute this. If you took WNBA and you put it in a vacuum and that was the only sport that was available, then people will watch it because exactly. there's nothing to referencing to. Correct. It's like me watching Game of Thrones and then going to watch, like, I, I don't know, some... some uh, $200 budget TV show that's trying to emulate Game of Thrones. I'm not right. going to spend my time to watch it. Now, if that was the only thing that was on TV right. ever, then maybe I would watch it because there was nothing else on. It's a good it's comparison. It's just because it's, it's, it's not as good as quality. The Game of Thrones has a, a zillion dollar budget with great VFX yeah. and great, great actors. actors and, which would be equal to the athletes. And not exactly. to say, take anything away from the women athletes. No, and, they're and, great at their, at their sport. And that's mm-hmm. the thing. I guarantee they're all great people. They're all, I mean, well, some of them, but 
I wouldn't go that far. But I mean, I go that far. That one with green people, hair, she's like, an absolute uh, idiot. Like in the organization, they're probably good people <laughs> and and good. It's just not the same product, and that's nothing. It's not against anybody. It's not. And I like I say, I'm very pro women's sports. I, I like women's sports, but and not. I'm sure there are people that are like, oh, they're women. They they don't deserve money. And see, but that's but, not the reason no. that my argument or Jeff's no, or anybody. Those are the fucktards. Those, those are the idiots. Those are the people that could yes. have no fucking business even being on yes. this earth. Yes. <laughs> Period. Yes. Because if they think that thing about women in sports, they think about women like that in period. society, yes. and they're idiots, cavemen morons. So even we'll take it. So you said that Ooh. they're all good people, Jobs. So the, the pecking one, man. The one that's above that, above this bullet point, is the Megan. What's that? Megan Rapino. Rapino, oh, soccer player. Fuck. Yeah, Chris loves her. I fuck. That's why I don't. Uh, go ahead, Jeff. I, no, it's all good. I'm just gonna say, you know, I think any. Um, I think I think our world lacks as we all talk about self awareness and all this happy horseshit. But a rational statement for anybody, this is probably the most irrational thing I could ever hear <laughs> that she says trans women are real women. Yeah, she. They she asked says her that and believes it. They asked yeah. her if she would be okay with a male, a born male, transferring trans transgender transitioning. Geez, sorry, right. I was not trying to be a dick about that. I was actually trying to think of the right mm-hmm. word transitioning. To take a woman's spot on the World Cup team, she like, said she'd be fine. And with she it? said yeah. she considers them to be women. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but that's her spot hasn't been taken, so she it's know. easy for her to say that. I guess I just now. can't believe how irrational you have to be as a human <laughs> being to and, think and, that's to be yeah. able to think that that's just okay. And and, and the thing is, her You're taking her, her away from girls cannot support her on that. But they can't say anything. Mm-hmm. I tell no, you, yeah, they'll lot, be blackballed. Right. There's a lot of women That's coming out now. Bullshit. It is a lot of, and I hate to make this, it's not about looks, but there's a lot of beautiful, beautiful women now that are coming out and trying to bring back, like, women. Yeah. Like, right. try to, like, hey, the fact of matter. You should be proud we, that you're a woman. We work so hard to get to this point in the 21st century. Now people are trying to well, fucking take it away indirectly. Mm-hmm. Not directly, just mm-hmm. indirectly by having a man say that it's okay to be a chick. So there's a lot of women out. And good for them. They need more of them to come out and be more voiceful. They do. And tell they people, do. hey, you know what? It's okay to be a woman. It's okay. It's okay to be a man. It's okay to be a woman. Go ahead. And Megan, I'm sorry. No, you're good. That was great. Great stuff. Uh, and Megan Rapino, she deserves a lot of credit. She put she was her and Abby Wambach put women's soccer on the map Without in the United States, and until she started to be credited with being this this woke star, yes. and when she just played, she didn't bother me. I don't care her her sexual orientation or what she likes, or she's married to Sue Bird. Good for her, that's fine. But like when she started coming out and talking about every single social issue, yes. started talking down to men and down to anybody who didn't think like her, and she's done a discredit to the sport now. And, and actually, a lot of people have been turned off, like Chris. And yep. I mean, right. I don't. I, I it's tough. It's tough for me to watch because I like. Players on their team a lot. Like I don't like Alex Morgan, but like like Lindsey Horan and some of these younger girls, I really like them, and I want to root for them. But she makes it very tough, and she's polarized that t- team from from a lot of people in this country that You're used right. to be very proud mm-hmm. to watch these games. Like you'd be surprised. Like people, my parents' generation, my mom would make a point to watch World Cup matches, the girls and the guys, because of the patriotism. She doesn't do it anymore with the girls because of, because of Megan Rapinoe and the other people like her. It, it just turns her off, and she doesn't want to get behind it. It's sad. It is sad. Same here. Do you guys think uh, some, and you guys might have already discussed this, do you think some transgender people do it for attention without a doubt yeah. mm-hmm. Jeff, not not because they really this. oh you might have already discussed no no not today no, no bring it no, no. But, but not not that they have that in their blood or whatever it's in their genes or whatever they think they they do it say i do this i'm going to get so much attention people are going to love me right. if i do this i, I, I don't really really want to do it 
but I'm going to do it for the attention. Coach, I think that's a great point. And Jeff, we talked, I think me, Chris, and, and whoever else was on that day. Uh, but I think it's a really good point because you're starting to see it. I never really knew this was a thing, but how many people now they're coming out in, uh, whether they're talking to media or television stations or print media, television stations, about they regret doing it. So that to me tells it was like oh, yeah. a phase. You know what I'm saying? We mm-hmm. all did phases of stupid oh, things, and like we talked about it, like at our high school lives, like Fuck we we were into this. Eric, we look like that. idiots. Like we're <laughs> like idiot. looking back now, like what am I thinking? Yeah, but like you're you're right. Like it's almost an attention thing, and, and it, you have people who who have then transformed their bodies, and they can't get it back to what and, they had. And the growing number is is just it, it's it, yes. it's not normal. It doesn't seem it's even normal. if there's that no. many people that are that want to do that, it seems. Like it's forced. There's too many of them. Right. It's just now. And do you guys think it's more men going to women or women going to men? I wouldn't have enough data on that. I I think it's men going to women. Actually, if you were a gun to the head, that's how I would answer. I would answer. And I think some of those. And you've seen in high school where 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 they've allowed the the restrooms for both sexes i guess and then a guy that pretends to be a girl goes in there and, and is sexually assaulted a, a girl yeah and that has they happened were, yeah. they don't want that be like people that are pro that movement don't want those stories to come out oh, but no, they're, they they're gonna they're it. gonna come out and like I you're gonna have just, you're gonna have predators in all all oh, walks yeah, of life Mark, and I, you're I, totally right i just think there's there's guys that are sick to say well hey i could i could get myself into locker room or bathroom with, well that's with true girls. too so I, I, absolutely it's like yeah pedophiles going to his play and i don't want to get too deep in this but I think it gives them a sense of power too, because yep. yeah. they they really have all the rights now. They yep. do. They have all the rights. So and really I, I don't want to get it. I don't want to get it deep into yeah, this because no. it's you know. No, it's it's, it's a frustrating but, topic. And again, you try to educate yourself about it and. Have they a, have more rights than we do. Absolutely. I'm going to make a very shallow statement. It's probably not, <laughs> well, it's going to be very shallow. And first and foremost, I'm the disclaimer, I do not think by no means am I God's gift to women because I'm the furthest fucking thing from it. But so this is my disclaimer. If you guys notice, most of the people that are doing this are very, very unattractive people. Mm-hmm. And, and oh. it's probably a yeah. self-confidence thing. And like Coach said, maybe maybe it is to get attention that they couldn't get otherwise. And again, I'm not trying to make light of it. Or, no, I know If someone saying. is like really genuinely wants to be that and really believes they were born wrong. I, I still then, don't believe okay, it. I don't but, either. I don't but, either, but that's your but, choice. But they're and, doing it for the right reason. Right, right. Because they really believe it. But, but I right, think Jeff. there's a lot of people that do it. There's a lot. Of, most of the, them are unattractive men that want to become women to maybe dip their toe in the water that hopefully yeah. they're a little bit prettier. As a, I mean, I, it's. I don't know if that's the case, but yeah. it's just very, like when you see these men that are dressed up as women, man. It's but weird. I also it's do. fucking crazy. Weird. Do you guys find it weird when like I had trouble and I'm not trying to offend anybody when I when I because I'm trying to learn and if someone wants to call our show or come on and talk about it I would absolutely love to to find out more but if you're a a born uh you're born man you transition to a woman but then you date men like biological men so wouldn't you just be better off just being, being gay? gay? Yeah. Well, because to me, that discredits the gay community, too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, I wasn't proud to be that. I'm now going to pretend I'm a woman so it looks more normal that I like a man. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm way off no, on no, that, no, but it just, it's something to, to talk about. Yeah, and again, I, I don't understand how that goes, but to me, it... it I don't feel like the LGBTQT blub, all that stuff <laughs> is should be lumped together to be quite honest with you because yeah. i feel like some of that stuff is more extreme okay if you if you're if you're born the way you are and you're sexually attracted to the same sex okay again not my beliefs or whatever but like you can do that okay no one no one's saying you can't 
But then you're now trying to change who you are biologically. If you truly believe you're attracted to the same sex, isn't that just enough? Just right. Just mm-hmm. be gay and get on with it because there's a it's lot a really more. Really good point, Matt. Yeah, right. right. I don't know. It's just something I think about. Like you don't. I, I just feel like it's a discredit to that. It's just. It's just like with the the people. You know, when you talk about racial things, and, and it's like. Don't cheapen racism because there are people out there that are horrible bigots. Like they're terrible people, and 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 it's not up to us to judge them. So whoever they are, they have a right here to be hateful in this country. That's their right. Uh, but you don't have to. I, I, I just feel like it, when everybody's labeled a racist, I'm a racist because I like country music and also, you know the Jason Aldean mm-hmm. stuff. Like that stuff, it cheapens the movement because there is things out there that need right. to be addressed, right. and there are hate crimes, and that stuff's. Fine, like you don't want to see that happen, but I, I just feel like people do a disservice to the movement yes. they're behind because they don't want to. They would rather just be hateful towards everybody, uh, and and they're the ones that end up turning out to yes. be the bigots. To be honest, mm-hmm. all right, Joe, we bored well, you. Well, on, on, yeah. on a on a on a positive note. on a different note, I I just took the tickets over, and when this when this podcast comes on, it is going to be ragingly hot, and it is getting really bad out. This is a Tuesday, and it's right now. I, y'all, I walked over there, and it's it's starting to get bad. And, and the next, game just tipped off. And, right? and when the, and when this uh, comes out, job, it's going to be your not kind of weather. He'll have nine fans on him, uh, like the the ceiling fan, other fans in the room, ice pack on his back. It, it's, <laughs> I, there, it's, I thought it was another B word. Ice cat. <laughs> well, that could be too. Yeah. He might that dip himself in liquid naked, nitrogen. Buck naked yeah. in the bedroom. That avoids. Well, I couldn't do that though, because then, well, you'd <laughs> <laughs> be taking care of your knees. <laughs> Balls in liquid nitrogen. That'll cool you down. Yeah, but it's gonna get it's gonna get rough, fellas. Hey, you talk about a dual use for ice fucker right there. <laughs> yeah. My knee hurts, and so does my. Had a huge crowd over there, guys. It's, it's oh, yeah. uh, that seats were like uh, that. I think if the West Virginia wins tonight, Thursday when this comes out, it's going to be a sellout over there. If oh, they wow. play, if they play Marshall, oh, there's oh, no doubt Marshall, it'll be a is this or the pit tonight. Team, really. Is it is it on ESPN Plus this yeah. game? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, and then I think if they could win out and play the winner of the Syracuse, which I think is going to be Syracuse, Bayhams Army, they just murdered somebody last night. Yeah, yeah they're always pretty good, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, and, and so if they come here, that's going to be. I, I tell you what, Sunday that'll be a tough this, ticket. That'll be a very is tough it, ticket. We got we got three media passes, so we yes, can. You uh, do. Yes, you we do. can get off. Yeah. Well, listen, uh, don't lose your focus on the weekend. Oh, oh no, boy! No, 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 wow, no. I love that. No, Man, no, no, Chris, no. botchy skipper. Right. <laughs> no. Man. Yeah. And the good news is, the coach announced on the air today that the air conditioning yeah, has been repaired. Oh. Yeah, it was bad down there Sunday when we were setting up. It was bad, but they said they were trying to fix it and they got it fixed. So as long as those kegs are cold. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, they're not going to have pine room lager there, but they will have it on the streets. Actually, yeah. where we're uh, actually we're going to be in the beer garden. So. Yeah, what what a spot for us. Yes, yes. so it's uh, going well. Is our bocce friend Doug Hennon playing in this, or is he busy? He working? is. He is. I believe Doug okay. Hennon is All playing. Right, good. This. I always like seeing him. He's a big fan of ours. Big fan and, and a, helping and us a, with the beer. beer. I said if I went into this business, I told Aaron. I, I swear to God, I drank more beer. Now going around and promoting this at every bar in town, uh, it's it's been really that's saying something, coach. Jeez. I mean, everywhere that it sells it, I try to go in and support them, and I, it's not it's not been good. Why don't you just buy water? What? Buy well, water. How can you, why? You, that's not promoting them. Well, you're not promoting the you're not promoting the restaurant if you're just drinking the beer. What do you mean? I'm spending money. Well, no, you said promoting. 
Like, what's the word? Supporting. I'm sorry. Supporting. Just give him ten dollars. Oh, here's ten dollars. I love the water. I love the beer. Yeah, I love the beer. It's win-win, is what he's saying. I love the beer. Well, this fly won't go away. What's his name? I don't know. Uh, Freddie. Thaddeus the Fly has now entered the studio. All right, we got to run, guys. Job, real quick, I want to tell you that I gave a beer to um, the guys that are on Seth Stasky's show. Um, JR and uh, JR oh, and uh, Coach St. Clairsville's coach. Oh. Kim, Car- not Kim Clifford, Clifford, uh, Ryan Clifford. Ryan, Ryan. He caught me over there and I gave him one. He said, absolutely loves it. He's coming over here and buy some. He said, yeah, it absolutely loves the beer. So. Well, I, I can't wait to taste uh, batch two. Well, yeah, when they, when they, they actually they told me. Um, uh, Jared said I asked him if they were going to have it at the uh, Rails and Ale in Huntington, which is the biggest um, uh, craft beer festival in the state of West Virginia in second week in August. He said, "Yeah, but uh, he's afraid they're going to sell out. It's going to be sold out before then. The second batch gone. Oh wow, yeah, gone. Really? Yeah, he said they got a dilemma down there because they want to keep brewing this, but they don't have they don't have the storage room to do it or the or the Beer, so they're trying to buy a, a big warehouse and more. What do you what do you call the things that make beer? Um, if I heard the word that's casks, uh, it's something like that, but it's an actual word for it. So I, they're I, not going to have it at our brew thing at our brew fest, brew fest. Oh, yeah, they're, yeah, oh, yeah, right they, they, they sent they, they sent the most of it up here because they knew it was killing up here. Okay. So Aaron said, We'll be good, I hope. But they they are going to continue to make enough to send up here. Okay, but we need it to. They, we need them to get space down there so they can send it all over the state. Do they, do gotcha. they, so it's not. I was going to say it's not in every part of the state. Is it, it is right now. Yes. So it's but, even down south. But, but they, Charleston didn't have it at the uh, foam at the dome last Saturday. Foam at the dome. I yeah, it was that. at the Capitol. Really? Yeah, foam at the dome. They said it was a big thing, but oh, they didn't wow. have it because mm-hmm. Charleston's Charleston's distributor was out of it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So it's a. It's, it's even a, down in Welch, Chris. Even, oh, yeah, it, it, uh, hey, Matt, I wonder if they have it in Heiko. Heiko, that's right. Heiko <laughs> that's where the moth. Yeah, moth, moth boys in boy. Heiko, where they're going to have the uh, cryptid bash. Who, who, right. Was that you that sent a picture today? Was that Michael Grove that sent the picture? Oh, yeah, I sent it, I sent it to yeah. Michael. So you guys see that? His post-game meal. Yeah, his post-game meal. By the way, he threw unbelievable. Yeah, he was great. Struck his first five guys I out. I watched what? the first two Did you see him strike Vlad yeah. out? Yeah, he was awesome. He struck oh, wow. Vlad out. He had those guys all guessing. I mean, George Springer. I mean, he had a really good. And, of course, they didn't get him any runs. And then they blow it in it. But he pitched well. They lost in overtime, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't get enough points. Too many fouls. They didn't get enough fouls. points. How many points did What'd they, they lose? Five? Seven they to eight? They lost by three. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Who was that? We were, Chris, we were the other day, and I said, if you ever see the, the, it's the, worst, the losing score first. Job. Oh, it was Damn. Hannah. Oh, we were playing oh, no. bocce with Hannah. Job and Job – and, uh, Hannah, we're playing Jarrett and his mother, and Han- I said, "What's the score, Hannah?" And she said, three to five." I said, "Hannah, I'm gonna tell you right yeah, now. You if you ever do that again, you are barred from this family." The only sport you can say that in, and it's only only in this sport, is tennis. <laughs> like love fifteen, like in yes, a serving right. situation. Yes. That's the only one. Oh yeah, when you that's when, it. okay, when yeah, like serving. if the server is is down, I, I told her, John, she's barred from. That's this. it. If she ever does that again, she's done. <laughs> I sent her a study guide. She's like, oh, perfect. You're the, you're the right guy for the job. Very, very, very detailed study guide. 
Like, well, I'm say thinking, this. I'm thinking Cliff Notes. Probably say this. A little Cliff Notes. Hannah, say At this. least she's Bubbles. not a sports reporter on the news like I've said before. <laughs> like, post like, that's post one post. comes back to win, four to seven. Yeah, <laughs> and that has happened. I know. I know. Our girl got mad at me for critiquing her about well, that. We well, won't uh, mention her. If John, are you, are you and Hannah going You could mention her. No, yeah. yeah. Are you and I do like Hannah yeah. going to get a uh, fantasy football team together? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Chris. Hannah's hard. The ball pine is. room. We're gonna have a fantasy it, league in it, the pine Joe, room. You got to be in. You and Hannah together. That'll yeah, be yeah. Great. Well, that'll be good. Don't yeah. ask for a trade. You're Actually, here's your, your first pick. Here. Huh? Who, who, you got the first pick. Daniel Thomas. That's, that's <laughs> good. I was got to say Peyton Manning. Hey, but you can decide between you if you want hey. Hannah to be your partner or champ. Hey, Chris. <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't have taken uh, the kicker from the Dolphins, Pete Stoyanovich. Pete Stoyanovich. <laughs> Or we drafted Tim Minow and he had a, a dislocated like, elbow and was out for the year. Gil <laughs> said, you guys know he's out for the year. <laughs> I like when you guys took both running backs from the oh, Chiefs. Oh, yeah, we had Barry Ward and, oh, no, uh, Christian and Akoye. Christian Akoye. No, don't he trade it for Barry. We already had Akoye. He said, well, I'm going to trade for Barry Ward. Because we know if they score, we're going to get <laughs> the score. Russian the Nigerian nightmare. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We probably traded Jerry Rice. And, right, right. <laughs> that was a great – that was yeah. a oh, good Boy, story. we made some dumb And you know moves. what? And, and, and I think that, that – I think his rookie year – or maybe a second year. We drafted Troy Aikman uh, like the, the second, maybe our second pick. Jeez, oh. And he was a horrible, horrible fan. Don't, don't remind me. But of those. anyway, <laughs> Pete Stoyanovich, we took him like in the second round. Was that in that league that First Joe pick. said you get like twenty points for field goals? Like the you yeah. get all those that yeah, you Nick get like Bedway R.I.P. Fifty uh, fifty yard. Wait, field was goal. that was that the big league? Yeah, yeah, Nick Bedway, nine hundred dollar league, yeah, right? Oh. But but then but then I, I think we finished. But, that but a running easily. back can run ninety nine yards and he gets like two points. Yeah. Yes, yeah. but a kicker kicks Kickers. fifty and he gets five. Who? So Pete Stoyanovich, probably uh, uh, Jason Hansen was probably real big in there. Gary Anderson, yeah, was, Gary yeah, and Morton. Oh, Janikowski Morton. was Janikowski was huge. He Al Del Greco, seventy-yard field goals. Del Greco for the uh, well, it was Houston yeah. back then. Job, what do you think of this weather coming in to greet us here for the? Uh, uh, is it going to be really bad this weekend? Oh, Fucking not not hottest day of the year on Friday. We'll be outside. Ninety-five. Hey, we are under the shade. Night? Yeah, that, that is a good spot. Did you, did you hear the storm last night? I didn't. Uh, we got a little bit of thunder, but I, I didn't. I didn't hear any rain. How did that affect your dog? Okay? I don't know. She slept I, with I, me the whole night. She's good. Okay. She's. I just know you know with the fire. I think she's got used to it a little bit. Jeff, are you a festival goer? Um, I haven't been in a long time. Matter of fact, I was thinking about that earlier. I think the last time I went is when WKKX was on the other uh, the other building. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, on the and, corner, and we were down there. And actually, that's when they moved the beer tent to right on that corner. So literally, we were going in. It was hot that weekend too. So we were going back and forth in air condition. Oh wow! So that would have been literally probably Christ ten twelve years ago. Really? Since the last time I've been. And down plus, there. with this heat now, that's going to affect the crowd. It's a shame, but it is what it is. Job, what are you going like to eat the, down there? The hey, I, I do want you guys to find out if that stain with oh, the pepper the, the sandwiches. Yeah. I want to get one that of those on Friday. It's unbelievable. I got to find you got that. Those last last year, right? Those, those yes. stuffed pepper sandwiches yes. with the Italian bread. Oh, yes. yeah. it weren't those good, Job? Good. Yeah, yeah, I, I enjoy those a lot. They'll probably be down there on the corner. Yeah, will be all right. So, Matt, I'm depressed about your peppers having a fungus. Yeah, well, a, a Chris is going to have to carry us. No, I. I, my guys have respiratory failure. <laughs> we're, we're in trouble. Rely on, uh, <laughs> Jeff, you grow a garden at all? No, sir. The wifey actually wants to. Um, I told her. Talk to her have, out of it. I told her to have at it. No, talk <laughs> her out of it. 
I said, you got a good yard for a good I do garden. got a good yard, but you know what? There's a really cool thing called a Kroger store. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say, though, there's a significant is. difference. No matter how fresh you think yeah. the vegetables are, you no, get. It's damn, right I'm right. telling you, you pick them right off the vine. It's oh. it's a little bit off, but I, I, I get I'm it. Time permits. Though. Time permits, no, I understand. No, no you're right. Ago, like, we stopped. Uh, one of our highlights now coming back from vacation is we stop in the same place now. We found this farmer's market. Oh, yeah. Good and stuff. And old school, like, truly. So, yeah, I'm definitely down for it. Unfortunately, I'm just a lazy piece of shit and don't want to be there. But uh, lazy, strong, just time, man. Like you yeah, said, time, I know. time. And and it, free time, you don't want to be picking weeds out of a garden. I do not. You want to have your ass Cigar in the pool. in the pool in with the pool. a drag, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Does that really my... make you a piece of shit? Uh, probably, <laughs> I mean, not, but, probably not. Probably <laughs> not. I'm busy enough. Yeah, yeah. But I get it. It is nice to pick from the garden and have fresh stuff. I get that. Yeah, it is. I think yeah. there's a huge difference in tomatoes. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. it's there's yeah. nothing like Can't find a good You have those cherry tomatoes, and you can just pick them. I could eat them like popcorn. Yep. Absolutely. I'd go down to your house just to stop by and just try to eat like 10 of them. All right, guys, we got to run. All right. Yeah, all right. Jam-packed show. Minutes. What a day. Yeah, yeah, we got to go. All right. Thank you for listening to the Ponder Podcast, episode 68. Uh, we'll see you here uh, next week. But until then, check out the radio station. Check out our uh, live show tomorrow. You're going to be hearing it from the Italian Festival. Check it out on the watchdognetwork.com. And uh, until then, we'll Good see you next time. Tell them to time. get a Pine Room lager. Yeah, you can get a drink, too. Get a, get a lager, call an IC cab. Find her more. <laughs> See you next week. Find it where you can find it. And smoke a stogie. Right, smoke a stogie. Until next time, we'll Go see you here. Go Mountaineers. Go in anything. <laughs> <laughs>